Hey, this is Corey Feldman, and you're listening to Below the Belt. So try not to go there. The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. That's right. It's an <laughs> it's Wednesday evening, and time for another amazing episode of Below the Belt Show. This is our second episode of 2020 here for your weekly eargasm. That's right. I'm Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto, your host with the most. And let's go ahead and welcome. That's right. One of the B2B originals. He is the king of the 80s. The demotivational speaker. I'm happy that he's back for our second show of 2020, guys. He is Chachi McFly. One of the originals, like the original. Yeah, I got you. I got right? you, son. I got you. Besides you, like the original. You are, yeah. And it's my first show back since the Christmas show. That's which right. Feels like it was six months ago now. It's been a month and a half. We've That's been it, but it feels like while, way yeah. longer than that, doesn't it? Since it feels, Christmas. Yeah. Well, last week I felt that. Okay. But yeah. this week, since uh, you know we had a show last been, week, you've been back. Yeah, I kind of got the you know the familiarity back. I miss so. the Christmas show. I mean, that's always the best. You know, well, we have another time holiday to celebrate. We have a birthday to celebrate tonight. Who was here for the Christmas show? So let's show. go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, we had the birthday girl who's here tonight. Yes. She was here for the Christmas show. Oh, hello, BTB. <laughs> let's go ahead and introduce her. She is Sweet Chocolata herself. Hey, yeah, yeah. Singer, songwriter, swimwear designer. That is right. Host, actress, you name it. Am I missing anything? Um, Well, we didn't talk about my formulas for my lip primers, but, you know, we'll talk (laughs) about that later. It's all on (laughs) badassbeachwear.com. She is Sabrina Taylor Smith. What's up? What's up, BTB? I'm like drinking my Dr. Pop here. What kind of generic shit is that? Um, it's not Dr. Pepper, that's for damn sure. Oh my God, I really what is like that? it. Yeah, it's Dr. Pop. But it's still a doctor, it's right? It's like black cherry soda, but it, no, it's not like Dr. Pepper at all. It's well, Dr. It says Pop. doctor. It's, it's like one of those doctors. But it's that... the same color scheme, too. I know, yeah, I know, but it's not like Dr. Like Pepper. Shrink. It tastes like black cherry soda. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got he got his degree from one of those like foreign uh, medical schools. There you oh, go, Dr. Like, Pop. There's your plug. Maybe him and Koki went to the same... You know, medical Mom. school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's Dr. Lickalopus and this is Dr. Pop. So. Dr. Pop. But anyways, let's go ahead and introduce. <laughs> That's right. She is the amazing, the talented singer extraordinaire, performer extraordinaire. She'll be chocolate covered this weekend. She'll explain. 
She is Siren <laughs> the Entertainer Davis back on BTB Airwaves. Hey, what's going on, BTB? What's up? It's so good to be back, man. It's I don't been even a minute. Re- yes, how long has it's it been? It's been a minute. It's been a while. Oh my gosh, man. I miss you guys. <laughs> it's good to have you back. Mm-hmm. Siren, we already brought up Chocolate Covered. You got a couple shows to promote. I have so many shows to promote. Yeah, I'm let's sitting talk here about trying it. to go through my stuff. So, okay. <laughs> so, uh, this Sunday is Chocolate Covered Rocky Horror picture show it is nice. an all black shadow cast of rocky horror picture show okay um, chocolate covered chocolate <laughs> chocolate <laughs> so this is the 45 year anniversary of rocky horror wow. and it's the five anniversary it's five year anniversary of our show okay um so the tickets are two for forty dollars it's a it's a, it's a valentine a show yeah it's a it's yeah, a valentine's a day yeah. show we're having it at the baltimore sound stage nice it's a great so, venue yeah of course so get Big your venue. your tickets on Ticketmaster. and what is what else does he say uh blah, 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 blah. okay yeah that's about it it's, it's sunday at 7 7 p.m on the 16th yeah so february 16th yeah also so who do you play in that i am janet white i am damn it janet i am the slut i am oh wow me now was that hard to um get into that kind of character no. Being a slut? Well, <laughs> well, see, the thing about Janet is yeah. Janet is a sheltered girl that wants to break out. Oh. Uh-huh. And so in, in Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, she's really demure and she's reserved. And when mm-hmm. it's time, you know, when she sees his muscled... Uh-oh, here oiled we go. physique, oh, you know, and somebody go. takes over her man, and she takes over a man. Oh, so, whoa! Um, that I mean, it, it's not too hard to to uh, lend myself to that character because I'm kind of Janet in real life. Man, so I mean, it's really good to see. Also. Um, Bunny Vicious, you might know her as the first black burlesque performer on the Eastern Coast. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, Bunny, yeah. Bunny Vicious. She is doing vagina <laughs> monologues wow. this Friday at the Cultural Arts Center downtown. You know downtown. what you should do? A, 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 an amalgamation of both productions and, and call it chocolate cover vaginas. Ooh. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> okay, Sabrina. <laughs> To the lab we go. To the lab, Sabrina. So, Sabrina, it's your birthday, uh, belated birthday, because we were, we were going to do an our premiere episode last week, but mm-hmm. things, you know, things happened. So, you're here tonight. Yes, I am. So, she doesn't even dress up anymore for her birthday. I know. I know. It was so a I, really I, sad I, year I this year. I in studio. Mm-hmm. Curse our friends over at Sugar Bakers and know there is no weed in it. I'm There's sorry. There's no to say. weed? <laughs> oh, that is Sugar Bakers. Oh, I'm on a diet. But look at Sabrina reaching her hand out. I, I but it is, your bir- it is your birthday. Ooh. I see a gift. And of course, I'm reaching I had to for run it. and grab, I'd grab something for you. So here you go. Thank you. Yay. It's always exciting to see what Al gets me. <gasps> you know, you got me this a few years ago. Oh, never mind. I got you a different one. Are you sure you have? Is that the one you have? Yeah, this is the first one. I take my gasp. Back. Well, I mean, I'm sure yours is having the pages stuck together by now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got it from. Okay, so 
<laughs> verify that because I can okay. exchange it for another one. But awesome. I have to personally exchange it. Okay, I got works. you the that high works. school years for Buffy one and two. This is only yes. my no 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 my first below the belt show I believe birthday you got me the season you got me um season one of the Buffy comic book yeah. and that's the same one it was part of a different story lap that. I know because oh I have my. all the comic books now. <laughs> you have all of them now. Yep. So you have to be careful about what you have and what you don't have. Yep, she I'm a psycho. Okay. I'm a psycho. Okay. Everyone <laughs> that came to my birthday bash <laughs> saw my psychotic room filled with Buffy things okay. everywhere. Well, so. there's quite a few um, Buffy um, graphic novels at this store. Yes, so there are. I'll mm-hmm. just take a photo of all of them and then you tell me which one. Awesome. For. Is that, is that yes, fair? Yes, so that I'll have sounds to gra- great. So I have to grab that back, unfortunately. Okay. That sounds great. I'm okay. super excited <laughs> because there are ones I don't have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will take care of that for <laughs> you for sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious, so excited. Sabrina. We'll get you another one. <laughs> Obviously, you got to complete your collection. Yes, sure. yes. All right. So we have an incredible show tonight. So there was a little mix-up with the guest booking. Sabrina and No had, one knows that. No one knows that. Sabrina had a <laughs> guest that was amazing from a Wu-Tang show on Hulu, mm-hmm. series regular, that she actually went to high school with, which I think is pretty <gasps> I awesome. I went to high school and middle school with them. So apparently yeah. we were trying to get it on um, during our last season, but... That didn't work out, and I actually thought you had him um, confirmed for tonight. He's just started a show, okay. Um, so he's been doing this show until eleven o'clock. I thought he, oh, okay. Yeah, so he's gonna be he's gonna be doing this show tonight, um, but apparently he had rehearsal all day. Okay. So he can so, call in next week. Okay, so we can we can schedule that for another time. Yeah. In the meantime, guys. We have amazing Sundance Film Festival interviews, guys. Wow, this is one of my favorite actresses out right now. She stars in Creed. She stars oh, in nice. Men in Black, the the, the, the new one. Ooh. She stars in Thor Ragnarok and the Avengers oh films. Oh, I know. She's exactly also she is also a part of HBO's Westworld, guys. I interview Tessa. Thompson, guys. Wow. Actress extraordinaire. She's a hottie. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Take a shower with her. Oh, my goodness we gracious. Can all three uh, take we can all take a shower. We can all take a shower. So, it's my pleasure to, to uh, play this great on-location interview. I actually asked her about Thor Love and Thunder, and she talks about it. Um, you do not want to miss this, guys. This is a huge... Huge interview for Below the Belt Show, along with Tessa Thompson. My co-hosts for Click on This were Trey Chaney and Lauren Francesco. We had Lauren on last week. They interview film directors David Lowry and Tom McCarthy. So uh, those um, interviews will also be um, played. It's actually a part of a panel called The Movie That Blew My Mind. Everybody has that one movie that's affected them. I don't know if there's any one movie here of course. that kind of, of influenced course. you. Yes, Sabrina, was, which one is that for you? Um, Should I tell you the creepy ones the that one have that terrified affected, me? Well, maybe or affected you or influenced your life. Probably was like some kind of porn, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I would have to say probably one of them is The Air I Breathe with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a really, really good movie. Uh-huh. Um. 
I guess I always had this unrealistic expectation of like finding a love from Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> like I really loved that movie. Um, let's see, Sleeping Beauty, because I love to sleep, and so that yeah, movie kind of terrifies me a little bit. <laughs> um, and also, I've given my my boyfriend full permission to kiss me while I'm sleeping, so it's fine. Uh, okay, just, so we're good. Okay, we're good in case I'm ever go slip into a coma or anything oh, like wow, that. Okay. You never know. Yeah. Um, misery. Clear that up on the air. That's good. Misery. Wow. Misery. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, that changed your life? If that didn't affect you in some kind mm-hmm. of way, I don't know what, like, that just, yes, it did affect me. Um, I will never look at Kathy Bates the same way. Wow. Um, well, how did you look at her yeah. before that? I mean, she was just <laughs> Kathy Bates, and yeah. now I just see her with a sledgehammer every <laughs> single time I see her. And I see her being like, that cockamamie doodle! Terrifying. <laughs> what about you, Siren? What movies have, yeah. have blown your yeah, mind? Fifteen movies blew your mind, Siren. Okay, so <laughs> one that one that really applies to my life is Burlesque, of course, with Christina Aguilera because yes. she is the mama Moulin Rouge, mama voice. Talk about Moulin Rouge, right? No, I'm talking Burlesque. about Burlesque. Burlesque. Is she is Cher? Oh, okay, 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 yep, okay, okay. Cher and Christina Aguilera. That really defines how I came into being a professional performer. I love it. And That's great. It, so it really, really, you know, it really hit home with me. And of course, it it was all uh, the original or the, the new original. One? The original. The yeah. original. It was one. It, that was like my first real horror film that I've Man. ever watched. Okay. And uh, what else? Um, Natural Born Killers. Ooh, that's a good oh. one. Natural Born Killers, Juliette Lewis and mm-hmm. oh, and Woody mm-hmm. together. And if you watch like the 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 what is it the director's cut, mm-hmm. and you see like you see all the behind the scenes, not the behind the scenes, but the all, all everything they cut out was just. I had okay, so there was this guy. When I was in high school, he was kind of crazy. We cut school together. He was like the first guy I smoked weed with. And we would cut school, <laughs> and we would watch stuff like Clockwork Orange and like Natural mm-hmm. Born Killers. And he would oh, sit God, there. Oh, God, severely disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> and he would sit there, and he would just describe all this stuff. This guy, mm-hmm. and this guy is like, he reminds you of like, like Al Pacino. He was always like the lead in our plays, but he would always be, always be like the killer. Okay. And he would explain it to us, and this, and you know, he would do the monologues to these vid- to these movies that we would watch, and they always they always would become my favorite movies okay. of all time. So awesome. that, I think that was I love it. Yeah, Chachi McFly, you're the king of the '80s. I'm guessing your movies are all in the '80s. Man, I don't think Chachi McFly has a favorite movie. Okay, well they've named, they've named several that have impacted you. <laughs> no, I'm which, which Chachi McFly? Come on. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's like Back to the Future, like okay. Goonies, um, the original yeah. Star Wars trilogy. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, but, that goes without saying yeah. for me as well. Star Wars. My family is. My grandmother mm. has a life-size Yoda greeting nice. you when you come in the door. I love it. Yeah. Your mother was at uh, Star Wars Celebration the my year gra- we were. My grand- oh, sorry, your, your grandmother. Yeah, she's 88 now. Wow. She she's was, 88. She was when? She was at the Star Wars Celebration she was um, at convention the Star- that we were. Yeah, she comes that we went to. In 2017. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. amazing. She goes to all of them. She goes to the ones in California. She goes to amazing. the ones Why in... Why don't you ever join her one year? Because I don't ever have any money, Al. 
Your grandma won't take care of you? So she's like 85 going to she's these... She's like 85. She's going she's to these Star Wars celebrations. Well, she, she, can't, can't, awesome. she only cares about herself now. If I was 85, okay. if I was 88, I would only... I like. You would only care about yourself as F well. F those kids, man. <laughs> You know, and she can travel. Those kids. She can get around that well, going like yeah, by grandma, herself. Yeah, grandma, grandma, she takes a lick and keeps on. Yeah, ticking. very. Does healthy, she dress right? up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she just had a triple bypass, okay. but she's like almost totally healed. She's ready to go to the next one. Now. Awesome. Next to... one's in Anaheim, by the way. Yeah, she's going. Wow. Does she? She's um, going. Does she dress wow. up there? No, she doesn't dress up, yeah. but she but she goes and she gets all the autographs. She goes. That's awesome. She goes to all the booths. She, yeah, yeah and, and she's the first in line because she has a wheelchair. What's her favorite Star Wars movie? Do you know? Um, she doesn't have a favorite. She coll- she's been collecting since since it first came out. Was it seventy eight? Yeah. She's been collect. She has all the original toys. She has all the new toys. She has everything, and she just and she has all the the books because she really appreciates you know the stories thereafter yeah. that go into it. So she she's very. You should have her on the show one day talking. Yeah, about she sounds stories. awesome. My grandmother. Awesome. She could tell you that about is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, bring her in one week. Yeah, I will. <laughs> she sounds wow. amazing. You hear that, Grandma? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for the next uh, season of Mandalorian, she can help oh, us review man. it, right? She'll be here. Oh, uh, that's so. awesome. Right, yeah, right. She'll be here. It has to be earlier because her yeah. bedtime is oh, early. Oh, that's true. Okay. Well, she's <laughs> old as F. <laughs> man, you know what? She sounds um, younger than us, man. Yeah, she is. The, the yeah. Star Wars original trilogy definitely, definitely impacted me. Yeah. And early Kevin Smith movies really influenced my life also yeah got it got it throughout because i I met him this year one of my favorite directors of all time is quentin tarantino i would have to say pulp fiction oh Mm -hmm. yeah big time one of those movies that that, uh impacted my life and um yeah those those would be the top ones right there Mm -hmm. yeah so um as far as swingers kind of like Got me interested in acting and women or not. Oh, acting oh, women. oh, <laughs> also life with Mikey you know? because um, it was all about struggling actors with yeah. uh, Michael J. Fox because he trained this girl who's kind of like a little bit of a con artist. Mm-hmm. And I took a lot of tips from that in high school. Okay. And you became I a con artist. Definitely say really? that. <laughs> I mean, I definitely did a lot of bad things when I was Ooh, in high school. But very, I made very a lot of bad money. Things. What kind of cons? So. What kind of cons did you do? I think the oh, statute. Boy. Are you allowed to talk about that on the air? I don't know if I'm yeah, allowed to been, talk about past that on the, the air. statute of limitation now. Um, I used to work in the guidance counselor office. Yeah. And I knew one guidance counselor would get bored, and she would pre-sign her late passes. Yeah. And I stole one of those booklets, and I used to sell the late passes for five dollars. Oh, that's amazing. I had great penmanship, so I'd write people's uh, parents' notes for them. Oh, I did uh, that too. I yeah, did that. their parents. Yeah. I could. I'm like, do you have a sample of their of any letters that they've written? Do you have a sample of their autographs? <laughs> Um, I did that. I wrote papers for people. Oh boy! Oh, wow. uh, I did a lot of Damn. bad stuff this when come I up was the in high school. Bite you in the ass. So. <laughs> that's, not, that's, not, that's not too bad though. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean a, that's a good come I expected up. worse from Sabrina. Well, I mean, I did used to sell my stepdad's porn in elementary school. So uh, elementary school? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was on a first-name this, basis this with the, the ice cream man. Like first His name was grade? Emmanuel. You told me this is the Asian stepfather. Yes. 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 Was uh, it Asian porn? 
Um, he had everything. Every I mean, the guy was a weirdo, for Christ's sakes. I mean, I love him. He's my yeah. dad, but <laughs> he's a stereotypical. Uh, he's a stereotypical Asian man. He loves okay. karaoke. He loves five part boy bands, and he loves himself some porn. Oh. Wow! So, okay. These are porn magazines you're selling. Like, who's magazines. Actually, this is right. He were kids he writing did, that, um, like, like third grade and shit. Like, he what is was that? a computer scientist, so I <laughs> really? actually okay. um, th- he learned how to. You know, make DVDs and stuff. So DVDs were seven dollars, VHSs oh. were five, mm-hmm. and magazines were three. And this was before you could find anything you wanted on the internet. Right. Yeah. So Did he like call I you mean, crying that his porn was missing? No, he or didn't notice. Cause he never noticed. No, he had you, so much. So you That's just did you sell his actual porn, or did you make copies of it? Oh, I sold the actual. He had so much. Okay, what, what I mean, I was in? literally like, you want Chinese girl, you want Indian girls, you want pirates, <laughs> you want like, midgets, you want fat chicks, you want grannies, you want <laughs> like, you want interracial, like, um, you want, like what do you like want? That, um, she had it. She, Cheech, oh um, my God, Cheech Marin from um from from Dust to Dawn. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We got we got black pussy, white we pussy. pussy. <laughs> yeah, I was one of, yeah, from Just Till Dawn. That was one of my favorite yeah. movies. What, what grade were you in selling porn? And um, I think I discovered all of this. Well, because I ha- also had an older sister, and you know right. they right. can never hide those things. Yeah. Oh wow! Did you um, find your sister's? So I started off? discovering. <laughs> no, 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 no. I started discovering that I could get. Like boys, because boys around her age, you know, wanted certain things or they would be talking about right. it. And I discovered, oh, I could get guys to do a lot of things for me if I, like, give them have them give them porn. Like, they seem to really want this. What stuff. age were you then? And I would say around like eight or nine. Eight or nine selling porn? Yeah. To another, other eight or nine year olds? Uh, high school students, even. High school, you're high school to, students. You're I eight or nine, go up to the high school and sell them porn. I wow. remember, like, this sounds like a movie to me. It really does. It Can does. You imagine, like, she, my life is serious. I'm surprised nobody's wanted to make a movie yeah. of my life. So you'd have like already, a whole bag full of porn. Yeah. And you'd go up to the high school and like yeah, well, have a little I stand, like a little, little snowball stand. I think it could be a TV series, yeah. like Euphoria. Um, a lot of people. You've lived Euphoria, haven't you? I have. They've lived like they knew where I lived, so they would come over after school. And there are all these different like little pathways that you could take to get shortcuts all through Columbia. So we would just oh my meet God. up, and you know it was worth it for me. And I, I still remember my ice cream man's name was Emmanuel, because what do little kids want to buy? Candy and ice cream. I was like eight. I was like, I'm gonna get all the Chaco tacos up in this entrepreneur little, there. Like, yeah. Wow. Entre- like, how much? How much were you making? Rolling I have like? no idea, but I I made so much money that the ice cream man actually made a stop in front of my house. A special stop. A wow. special stop in front of my house, <laughs> and he would wait for me because, like, you know how the ice Jesus. cream men sit there. Like, yeah, yeah. Every day he would wait for me. And you get the sit big there. bucks. Yes, yeah. Because I would, and he would ha- yeah. keep us like if people wanted to like. I loved the candy cigarette. So, wait, so you would <laughs> trade Hershey's pie for ice cream? No, I paid him with money. I didn't pay the ice cream man with porn. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you weren't yeah. there. We weren't yeah. there yet. Yeah. We weren't there she yet. She stole the porn, got the money. Got the money, yeah. and then got yeah, it, got it, got it. That's a lot of ice cream. Yeah, that's a lot of candy. ice cream. That's a lot of candy. He knew I loved candy cigarettes, that so he would save them. creepy eight-year-old giving porn to the ice cream man. <laughs> wow. That'd be kind of creepy. By the way, do you yeah. have that fat girl shit? Oh, wait. Are you inquiring? Huh? What? No, 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 no. I was speaking as the ice cream. Man. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you like things chocolate so, yeah. covered? I do. I really? love me a choco What's, taco. What do you? Ooh. ooh. Mm-hmm. What do you like chocolate covered there, Siren? 
I like chocolate covered strawberries. Dick vagina. I like chocolate covered dick. <laughs> oh, you just straight up said it. Yeah, she said it first. Because it sounded like he wanted her to say. He's yeah. like, what do you yeah. like so, covered yeah, in chocolate? Is, she's like, she's like, she's like, it. She's you like could have just said banana, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said it like all. Yeah. You're like, what do you like covered in chocolate? Yeah. Dick, vagina, bananas, anything else? I was saying Sabrina was selling porn at eight years old to the high schoolers. Speaking of things that's that insane. that Siren likes to eat, we got to talk about this funny story about <laughs> a social media post. Holy shit! Of a vegan entree, so they want to go cool vegan. I hope she's listening right now. At the SAG Awards, they served a salad with some paella rice and some carrots. That sounds awful. Okay. That sounds okay. So so, so basically, I posted the photo, and you know. Granted, I do like some vegetarian and vegan options. Let's not get me wrong, but it was not, didn't have enough flavor, didn't have enough um, heartiness to it. So I was h- glad that they had food at the reception. So Siren chimes in that they should have had more options to adhere. I know, right? Uh, more options to adhere to people of all different diets. Mm-hmm. People that eat meat. Or carnivores, or flexitarians, or vegetarians, Flexi- or anything really. Flexi- I like the flex. That's a great flexitarian. Word. You like the flexitarian. Awesome. So Siren chimes in, Flexi- and then and then one of my Facebook What's friends. We flex. We're flexible. We eat whatever. Whatever. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Okay. Flexitarian. I, I thought it was shit. something like a fruititarian. So like I'm adding that to my lexicon okay. right now. So Siren, um. There was a Facebook um, friend that chimed in on your post, and you guys got in a verbal at social media altercation. No, she wanted to argue about. Um, you know, obviously she's a vegan or vegetarian. Yeah, so and she was arguing about the animal rights and okay, how can animals I have. Okay, also say this one point? It, it just. She argues about our animal rights, and she argues, uh, um, makes the comparison of animal rights to slavery. Right. But I would just like to say, no one ate their slaves. Just, yeah. Just to throw that out there. Yeah, it wasn't the movie Alive. Yeah. It wasn't so, anything crazy like that, but yes. So, lady, like you're not comparing this in oh, any way. And she's she had, listening. And the 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 person is not black, correct? And she she actually, was not. She was the. She was deaf. She was like she, the she, total opposite. Right. And okay, so um, you know, the I, white people are the I, worst. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> right, no, I, I mean, so so what happens is he he posts this picture, and it looks like the worst vegan dish I've ever seen. Like this right. is this is this this is sag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You guys right. have zillions of dollars. The least you can do is mm-hmm. spring for a good meal for everybody. Right. If you have if you have you have your vegans there, you have a, a menu that caters to them. Right. You say, hey vegans, you have this to choose from. You're invited to the SAGs. Pick this. Okay. <laughs> Flexitarians. <laughs> <laughs> you have this to pick from. No, they want to serve vegan because they're trying to prove a point. And what I was saying was mm-hmm. You know, don't sit there and try to indoctrinate me with your with 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 your, your personal views. With your personal views, like you're gonna turn me and because because you're you know like mm-hmm. it's a religion. Right. They're trying to preach it like it's a religion. Oh, we're just gonna have a vegan meal. Right. You know what I mean? And it, it, I just thought that that was wrong, so I voiced my opinion on that. And this girl, 
Mm. Woman, young, no, whatever, whatever she child, was. Child, this mm. delinquent child, this delinquent, malignant, evil force of demonry. <laughs> 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 so, anyways, <laughs> she, she actually commented that Martin Luther King would be rolling in his grave if she, she if, said if, Martin no, Luther shut King. Up, she did not. Will be rolling in his grave if he knew that I was eating meat. And I was like, and, and I didn't say, I was like, you know oh, what? Wait. This white bitch t- told you that? No, you know what? I don't <laughs> I don't use that kind of vernacular because there I'm, you go. I'm better right. today. You are this, better. You are better. This Caucasian, I'm, I'm, this Caucasian bitch said what? <laughs> <don't> like, <laughs> no, she's like, you know... <laughs> Um, it, 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 you know, if you, you come from a background where mm. your, where your ancestors were, depre- were oppressed oh my and, yeah. um, I thought it, that was a little over the top and crazy. you know, yeah. it, it, it should behoove you to think of animals the same way. Think of how their families feel <laughs> some really? dumb ass bullshit. And I'm like, lady, look what I was saying previously mm, right when i posted this when i said my what i had to say you know don't try to indoctrinate me with what you have to say if you want to show me how to how to eat correctly and how not to how not to abuse animals in this way mm. lead by example right lead by example yep. show me how to do it but don't try to make me and she's like martin luther king <laughs> would be rolling in his grave and I'm like, look, no, bitch. He wasn't. He's a meat no, eater. No, no, and I think I think I no, came but... back with something. Even I was like, yeah. look, I think that you need to settle down, <laughs> and you need to, you know, reevaluate yeah. what I was saying previously. Right. Was that you know I don't think that you I think you should be leading by example. And she just kept going. I was like, look, you don't want me to call in the hounds because I have the goons on standby. I think you need mm. to shut up about that black shit. Wow. Because it's really becoming annoying, and I need to excuse myself from this post. And I think you should do the same. And she excused herself, and it was very wise. To go make her. some people bacon. <laughs> yeah. And this is I'm gonna make myself some bacon. Yeah, yeah I think I said that. that. Yeah. Did I say that? Did yeah, I did. say that? I, don't, I didn't read it, but I, I definitely I read said. Now. Is it still now, now to eat my bacon. Yeah. Now okay. to eat my it's bacon. Worth, I don't yeah. know. See, no, I mean, and I hope she's listening right now. Like, if you if you have if you have a view about something like that, mm. it's best to lead by example, right. to show people the right way of doing it, and to show the benefits that it brings. Wait, 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 wait. Can 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 I just yes, please this do here? because because I'm I uh, from what I know, most vegans aren't actually getting the nutrients that they need from their diet. So perhaps I should show you how to get some more protein. <laughs> Come here, Pig. I'm Let leading by example. I'm getting all the protein I need. I'm getting all my iron mm-hmm. every time my monthly comes around. I get that steak. Mm-hmm. I think, I, and <laughs> I am leading by my example. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think you should go and find the people that agree with you, and you guys can yeah. have a meatless, lame-ass yeah. party and with we'll your turkey bacon. Live- in your tofurkey, and yeah, we will see who lives longer with your processed yeah. foods. Go ahead. Yeah, th- preach, girl. You know, these are the only people I hate the most. The kind that want to tell you, 
tell you like to be offended and tell you what and, to do and, and like I, I like Martin Luther King we brought him in his grave he was a mediator what the hell are you even talking about <laughs> I just he, he ain't me but that, what, what are you oh saying you lunatic really you're a lunatic the fact that vegetarians and vegans <laughs> most of the time want to preach about nutrition when you're right. eating more processed foods than mm-hmm. anybody else I know a lot of vegans that are like I can eat macaroni and cheese because it doesn't have meat and it processed fucking yeah. cheap fake yeah, fake you're eating fake stuff all the time yeah. which yeah. like most of the stuff that like, you're eating is processed I tried Beyond Burger it's tasty but I am curious about exactly what is in that that's yeah, exactly I heard exactly. a lot of estrogen and stuff I'd rather stuff. eat a cow Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of estrogen in those I would rather eat a cow because I knew, at n- least I know where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah, and then you can say, okay, is it grass fed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it not in, inge- is it, is it, is it free range? Mm-hmm. I don't Or something like that. that. You know, no, but I mean, you can. I mean, you, you can. can know yeah. where your, what your cows are eating or something like that instead of having to process the, pro- was it like a process from plant proteins? Or something like yeah. that. You don't know it's what like they're putting into that. Yeah, you don't know what they're putting into yeah. that for real. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, and 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 our advice to you is go get a cow and eat it and wear it <laughs> yeah. and lead by yeah. example, the example that you want to lead that yeah. you believe in. They have they have some issue with wearing leather and fur and everything, but we eat the meat. So why would we waste the skin and the fur? Mm-hmm. Right. Why can't Why? I wear fur? Can't, oh, I can't I wear, wear, I will, wear I will, fur. I will, I will slay in some fur. Wear do you know what I mean? Well, fur is completely fur? different. It's not. Look, because they if you're just eating throwing meat. away fur jackets yeah. now. All those poor animals had to die and nobody's wearing their fur. Not even they are wearing yeah, their fur. Yeah, and I already ate the steak. Why can't I wear the, some, some boots? That's true. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's I will wasteful. never give up my leather. It's wasteful. It's never. wasteful. Wear a nice cow skin coat. Yeah, it's yeah. wasteful. Hell cow yeah, I'm never giving up my leather. Stop it. Speaking of wars, no, no, that was <laughs> before that. Okay. Before that, like, I hate people who, this girl probably wasn't always a vegan, right? Never. She probably decided to be a vegan at some point in time. So I hate people who, like, because she decided to do something, everybody, everybody else has got to do it. Now. It's like the people who, like, like if you use a straw and someone's like, I can't believe you used a straw. I'm like yeah. somebody to just like, quit use, smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you I'm use like a damn straw. My motherfucking teeth are sensitive. Right. Like, okay. I mean, you probably use a straw your whole entire <laughs> life because you decided last week right. that straws are now bad. Yep. Nobody else can use a damn straw. You exactly. know, like, exactly. and if and if animals are, <laughs> if animals have equal rights to humans, then why don't we arrest a, a, a fox for eating like a a squirrel or whatever? I said that. Have you said that? But you're not an animal. You're a human. I'm a fucking animal. Right, exactly. Are you serious? No, wait, wait. I'm just anybody? domesticated. Well, she but said, I'm still an animal. Well, she said you're a human, guys, not an animal. Then why are you equal rights then? There was an actual <laughs> court case where they did this. There is a drunk history on this where uh-huh. they took, they tried to take these animals to court. But of course, <laughs> the rats did not. The mice did not show up for court. Yeah, uh, and, and then they sent out. Did they get a they for sent out. Yes, they did sent they out <laughs> warrants for the mice, for and the mice they again oh, did not show insane. up for the court. Oh my god! Court right. case. Is mm. shit. All right. Well, anyways, let's move on because there's so much to talk about on BTV. Right. Let's talk about the Oscars, guys. My goodness gracious, history was made. I know Siren watched the Oscars. I definitely did. Bong Joon-ho dominated the Oscars. That's that the director phenomenal. and writer of Parasite. I, any, who saw it? I saw it. I haven't dude, seen it. Dude! Well, I've I'm never... watching it. See, this is the thing about Hollywood that, that needs to take notes on what Bong Ho is doing. He is 
putting out original, thought-provoking, yeah. edge-of-your-seat content. Mm-hmm. Original content at that. And that was definitely nice. original. So they won four nice. films. So, so they won international film. Oh. They won best screenplay. They won oh. best director. Uh, that's Bong Joon. And they won the big one, Chachi. Best film amongst all the other American counterparts. Um, for the 92nd Annual Academy Awards. Um, it's also the first time in history that a foreign film won Best Film. Mm. So they're, yeah. they're definitely making history. I'll tell you, man, it, it, it's one of those it's one of those movies, almost like, you know, you mentioned Dust Till Dawn earlier, how it kind of started off as one movie, and then it just completely evolved into something crazy and different. Yeah. It had the same effect here, too. The one thing about Parasite that I'll say is that there was no true protagonist, and I'm, I'm, you know, if you think about, it, there really wasn't, um, because both the Pak family and the Kim family and the basement couple um, were were all antagonists to a degree, and you found your found yourself kind of like shifting um, your allegiance to, you know, at least I did when I watched the film, and that was something very different. Siren, did you find yourself like? At one point, kind of like feeling um, for the protagonist, the poor family, the Kim family, and then shifting over to the Park family after what happened in, at the birthday party, and and unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't yeah. get a chance to see that. I didn't see did it you, yet. I thought you did. Oh, no, you saw the Oscars. No, I saw the Oscars, Oscars. Okay, you haven't seen the, you haven't seen Parasite yet. Yeah, okay. no, I'm gonna watch it tonight though. Oh, okay. I promise. Chachi, did you feel that way? I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I mean, they all were horrible people, but I, yeah, I always like that. You always like a uh, movie yeah. filled with horrible people. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But again, it, it definitely was the most one of the most unique films I've ever seen. If you can get over the subtitles, you can. Subtitles get... Subtitles weren't bad. It wasn't bad. I love. Yeah. I love. You know what? The, I, I hate reading Korean, too, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> right, right. Korean movies have really, really like impacted me over the past. Like, mm-hmm. Train to Busan is mm-hmm. my favorite. Is my favorite zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. It, it doesn't matter. I heard that was but, good. Train to Busan. I think it's on Netflix, right? Yep. Please yeah. watch Train to Busan. Okay. They're about to come out with a part two. Mm-hmm. It's about it's called The Peninsula. Okay. And but in in Korean, of course. But I mean, Koreans they really make some. They make the best movies, and I can't wait to watch Parasite. You know what? And I can't wait to watch Bong Joon Ho's other stuff. He directed Snowpiercer and Okja, which is on uh, Netflix, which stars Stephen Yoon. Um, Okja, that was Okja. one of my favorites Okja? too. Okay, was it good? That was one of okay. the best movies I've ever seen Re- too. Really? That's a Bong Joon Lee film. Yeah. Oh my okay. god, that was one of my favorite okay. movies too. Wow. Yeah, okay, you didn't know that? Now that no. you know. Okay, cool. That all makes sense. Well, hopefully this movie winning really mm-hmm. kicks okay. um, Hollywood um, into gear to start yes. doing some more original, original content. Original content, yeah. Instead of everything being remakes and going back to the well, sequels yes. and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, a couple other winners, of course, yes, we mentioned Parasite, one best picture. Um, winner for leading actress, Renee Zellweger for Judy. You mentioned her speech earlier. She, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Renee Zellweger, she has mm-hmm. definitely earned her spot. You know, she is one of the best, she's one of the better female actresses. I loved her mm-hmm. in, um, in, what was that movie? You know, I love musicals. Um, oh. she was uh, Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I wanted to be her. Oh wow. And everything like that, but I was like, really wrap that shit up. 
wrap it up. <laughs> I, I had the little box. I pressed the button. The music started the going. The music started playing, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, wrap that about? shit up, Renee Zell- Zellweger. The, the acceptance speech. It, it was like yeah, she was, was really going long. into a lot. She droned on and on, and she was going on about stuff that nobody cared about. Like, you know, it's not, well, it's not, a, it's not, I mean, of course, you want to, you want to peg your, um, your cause and everything like that, but she was really just droning on just to yeah. have some stage time. Wrap that shit up, B. Well, on the other side, um, Joaquin Phoenix won for lead actor for his role as Joker in Joker. It was mm-hmm. the same shit, right? Which, um... So he he kind of preached on what we alluded to earlier about, about vegetarianism. He did the and same veganism. thing at the Golden Globes, didn't he? Yeah. Shit. He did the same thing at the Golden so Globes. So the Golden Globes. He, he talked about basically the same thing. Yeah, the Golden Globes. He alluded to it slightly. I believe it was more so at the press conference afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then he he kind of like thanked his contemporaries at the SAG Awards. That's all he did was. Say how great everyone yeah, else was. Yeah, but it wasn't like Renee Zellweger. She was all over the place. But do you she think... was here. She was there. She was talking about this mm. and that mm. and that over there. Like, wrap that shit up, baby. But was it, going back to what we alluded to earlier, was mm. it in Joaquin's place to talk about vegetarianism and veganism during his speech? No. Okay. No. He should have wrapped it that. He should have wrapped it up as well. I mean, mm. it's good to talk about your cause, but it has nothing to do about the award that you're winning. Yeah. Exactly. Now, when he was, I agree with that. Now, yeah. when he was talking about, um, you know, people of color not yes. being represented right. in in award shows and and things like that because they now were that, great movies right. that were put out. That's by, relevant to the awards. Yeah, it yeah. was relevant to the awards. But when you're sitting there talking about. We don't care about any of that stuff. And you're yeah. just wasting everybody else's screen time yeah. because everybody else has speeches to make. Right. You know, so Very I didn't, point. I wasn't really particular about that. Yeah, yeah and like, no one cares. No Nobody one cares what he has cares to say. Nobody cares about like, that shit. Shut all these, the fuck up. All these actors, like, um, yeah, people are there to see the movies that they love. They don't mm-hmm. care they what you think. Me. And if you, if you do care what they think, I'm sure they're on Twitter tweeting about the same shit like all day long. You know, if you want to hear yeah. their personal opinions about That's everything, weird. Why you, you know, you'll need. And, and this is part of the reason why these award shows are hitting rock bottom ratings because people are sick of watching them because they don't want to hear all this kind of stuff. Yeah, some some people, you know, tend you know don't go into the politics, and some unfortunately because, still do. Yeah. Because they figure that you're stuck there listening to them, so they they want to preach whatever they want to preach. Right, and they and feel like, that they, they can be influential they, as, they as a public figure. They, they figure they can be right. That's right. what they think. They don't <laughs> care about... You know, they always want yeah. to be right. They always want everybody to think the way they think. Yeah. Well, original score, so um, a woman won, Hildur Gone a Daughter. I uh, don't think I'm pronouncing that name right, for The Joker, which is a good score, but I was really rooting for John Williams because it was his last... Star Wars film that he would score. I'm not sure, but I think he said he's retiring. I'm not sure if it was from the Star Wars films or retiring in general. But I really wanted John Williams to get that. Has he won one before um, for Star Wars? That's a good question. I'm not sure if he has one in the past. That's a good one. I have to uh, check that one. But I think because that was the last Star Wars film. But then again, I guess um, it's great. Uh, A woman won for original score, which I believe it's been 20-something years. Uh, 23 years, I believe, since a woman has won for best original score, so I, I think that's great. Oh, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Makeup and hair goes to Bombshell. So they transformed Charlize Theron into Megyn Kelly, Kelly so convincingly just by slight little prosthetics. And they did the same thing with Judy, too, because that was also nominated as well. But, yeah, Bombshell, 
deserving of the win. And and you know what? I I really I was really rooting for um, Charlize Theron for her role as as Megyn Kelly. I thought she, um, well, you know, nah, Renee Zellweger did great. I mean, I can't take that away from mm-hmm. her. But I think Charlize was was you know should have been considered too. You know, um, film editing goes to Ford versus Ferrari. Um, what's um, let's see, nineteen seventeen. Uh, the winner for best cinematography and oh, that should have won. Yes, that was yes, and I think that was deserving because supposedly amazing cinematography. So I haven't seen the film yet, but supposedly they um, make the entire movie look like it's seemingly two takes. Right. Um, mm. but in actuality, they did they you know it's you know they had to take multiple takes. They just kind of merged it all together. I don't know how because I was watching it mm-hmm. and like you know I'm not even like you know any kind of filmmaker or whatever, but I'm right. watching. I'm like I don't see there's only one camera. Right. And I don't see any like cutscenes at all. Yeah. It's like you're kind of like behind the um, soldiers the whole entire time as they're running and doing stuff and like it's nothing's cutting away. Uh, yeah. It was incredible. So I, I it, really, it really brings you. It really puts you right into the action. Wow. And that was one of the few um, movies that we did not receive a copy for for a while. I don't know, but if you, I mean. If I you get a chance to see, to see that in theaters, you definitely should because that's the kind of okay. movie that you should see on a big screen and not like All right. on your TV. So I want to see that. Um, also, 1917 wins for uh, sound mixing. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, that too. Ford vs. Ferrari wins for sound editing. Supporting actress, Laura Dern, Marriage Story. Uh, has anyone seen that on Netflix? Laura Dern, fantastic job. Yeah, um, she did a good job. And I job. think both Scarlett and Adam, I mean, I think Adam was pretty much second to... Um, to uh, Joker, to um, Joaquin Phoenix's performance, in my oh. opinion. So, thought he did really, really good. I was surprised Laura Dern won that over. Uh, over Who would Scarlett. you? You, th- you thought Scarlett was? Yeah, uh, I thought her, Scarlett would have won that. Well, no. So now Scarlett was in the lead actress category. Mm-hmm. Laura was in supporting. So okay. So they weren't in the same. I'm what was Scarlett there for? Scarlett. Scarlett was actually nominated for supporting actress for another movie, Jojo Rabbit. Okay. So okay, but she was so also it was nominated. Laura Dern and it was Scarlett um, Johansson, Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates, Florence Pugh, and Margot Robbie. Yeah. Margot Robbie. You know, I thought, yeah, favorite, yeah, you know, I thought Margot. Yeah, that's the that, one. That's I thought girl. Margot was the that one. That's my that girl. <laughs> Margot Robbie is an amazing Woo, actress. Isn't she amazing in so many she, ways? She is so, so many, many ways. Flex- so many ways. <laughs> and she's so flexible. She can she can yeah. play anything. Yeah. Yeah. She can play anything. I'd like to see more of that flexibility, quite frankly. Yeah. Yes. Adopted screenplay goes to Jojo Rabbit, and original screenplay goes to Parasite, as we mentioned before. And Toy Story 4 wins Best Animated Film. Um, And Brad Pitt wins Best Supporting Actor for... That's my other baby daddy. (laughs) Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So Brad got a little political during his speech. Wait, but this is what, what do you think? the first time winning Brad Pitt? Yeah, no, Oscar? he. I think he. That's his first Oscar. Okay, he's been nominated before. But it's the first one time winning it, though. That right? was his first time winning. He can say whatever winning. the yeah. fuck he wants. Okay, so, but <laughs> so the the vegetarianism was not okay, but the political stab was yeah, okay. Yeah, no, because it was Brad Pitt, and he was. Oh, it was his it's, first time. Oh, because <laughs> it's Brad. It's okay. It was his first time. Oh, okay. Let okay. him live. Let him. <laughs> so the joke that he right? said. Let him be great. Yes. Let him live. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, he said something about the the impeachment trial or something. I think Brad alluded to that, but uh, uh-huh. nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody cared about it. Was that the Iowa caucus or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he, um, he won his first. Oscar. But you know what, Chris Rock and Steve Martin. I thought they opened up the Oscars really great. Um, 
They actually uh, took uh, some jabs at um, Jeff Bezos, uh, the uh, CEO of Amazon, and saying that uh, when he writes a check, the bank bounces. <laughs> That's he, <laughs> that he's so rich. And for, That's yeah, pretty rich. And he actually made a joke about Ford versus Ferrari. Chris Rock's like, I got a Ford. I got a Ferrari. It ain't even close. <laughs> so he had some really funny moments there. I thought it was great. Janelle Monet opened oh the show gosh, really well. Oh, my gosh. She was amazing. John yeah. did? Janelle no, Monet. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was yep. really, really good. We had Indina Menzel, or John Travolta calls her. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> John Travolta. And they actually took a jab at uh, John Travolta <laughs> pronouncing Indina Menzel as she did the Frozen song, Into the Unknown. Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph uh, sang a medley of songs as well. And the big surprise was Eminem. <laughs> wow. Uh, performing after 17 years when he was nominated. Actually, he won for Best Song for 8 Mile. Performs Lose Yourself. I was so the, I was so pleasantly surprised. Yeah, wasn't that great? I was so pleasantly surprised I was... that I remember every single word to that song. Yeah. But, every, but for some reason, it didn't get a good reception on TMZ. TMZ, like, everybody was surprised, and they showed everybody's old face. Like, Martin Scorsese uh-huh. was down there, like, Who, why? And, you know, they had the why, why yeah. The why look. They had the why look. No, like, no, everybody and, and, like, regular Peopleville love the fact that Eminem went up there to represent all of the best uh, c- cinematic, songs. Yeah, cinematic songs. songs. Cinematic songs, very good, yes. You know, no, they did a montage of that. Yeah, so and that's he, what it was. And his was one of the his was biggest, one of the biggest ones. Yeah, I agree. right, absolutely. So what made him decide to do this year, not because, seventeen years ago? Because it's he him. Said in, he can come out. Well, he said in an interview at the time he was young, he didn't really know what the Oscars was about. Mm-hmm. I believe he said that in an interview in Rolling Stone. No, I mean, I just you know. Young Man was against all that kind of stuff. He's always like bashed the Grammys mm-hmm. and stuff. He's matured yeah, over the he years. He said you know? that they I were mean, elitist and yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, he's like 85 what, years old now. He used to crack. Remember, he used to crack a movie's age. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Exactly. He was 37 and he was yeah. like 20 something, and then now he's like. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like 87 years old now. He can go out there and he can, like, and everybody still remembers right. his song. I think That's true. We do. I think all these people who, like, used to be, like, against the establishment or whatever, like him, like Howard Stern, that kind of stuff, they all secretly want to be part of Hollywood and part of this, yeah, the parties did, and stuff. Like so I think, yeah. so I think he That's is admitting now song. that he wants to Falling be part line. of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like we all the old Eminem would have gave the finger to the Oscars and like made a rap about him. That's exactly what he said. And burned him down. And stuff. He actually alluded to that. In the oh, did he? Okay. Like, just about growing up and just changing. Yeah. You know, at the time, I was a young kid. You know, didn't really understand the concept of it. Um, Cynthia Rivo did a great um, um, performance for Stand Up, the song from her film Harriet, which was a great film, by the way. Cynthia, that was great. good, really good. Yeah, really good film. Um, and let's not forget Billie Eilish, who sang yesterday the In Memoriam. That was really good too. Yeah, the which, people did not like that. They said that they why? butchered. She she, she butchered, butchered the Beatles song. Yeah, I, I liked it. So. I yeah, liked it. I thought it was take. very. Well, who, where did you hear that? Who was who was I'm saying not, that? I read it. I read, you read it that, a, really? a, Yeah, I read it in a lot of different places, and I actually felt it was very endearing, especially for the memorandum yeah. section of the thing. The way her voice. Uh-huh. Because you know I'm I'm all I'm all about sound and voice and of things course, like that. Of course, of course. And it was very somber, and she has a very yeah. she has a very a great somber range, voice. Somber voice, but she can hit those low notes. She can yeah, hit those high her, notes. Yeah, her lows were her lows? were were very sad. 
Yeah. And it was it sounded great. It was appropriate. It was appropriate. Yeah, it was I appropriate. Yeah. I thought she did a really, really good yeah, job. Yeah, it wasn't exactly yeah. like the Beatles version, but no, I mean, it shouldn't, as, it shouldn't be. be, right? As it shouldn't be. And no one's gonna be able to do it like mm-hmm. the Beatles did. Yeah. It. And nobody's gonna be able to do it like Billy. I don't right, think yeah. anybody should be able to. I think the whole idea of doing a cover of a famous artist is that you make it your own yeah, and right, that yeah. translating it into your own thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I mean we didn't come to see you impersonate the Beatles, Billy Eilish. We mm-hmm. came to see you, Billie Eilish, sing the Beatles. Right. Right. And I think she's one of the few ones out nowadays that has real talent. I didn't even know who she was. I was watching it with my with my my eight year old daughter. You didn't know she's playing the Grammys? No, I didn't know who Billie Eilish was. Really? Wow. And my daughter was like Oh my, I mean, it's Billy. I'm like, I thought it was a boy. I'm like, <laughs> like Billy Eilish, and then she started singing the song. She was like, "That's Billy right. Eilish." I'm like, "Oh, yeah." yeah. Well, she and knows she won beautiful. four big Grammy awards, yeah. and then she goes in the Oscars, obviously, and she does the memoriam. So let's talk about the memoriam segment because there were some notable omissions from that. Of course, it opened up with um, Kobe Bryant, who was sadly lost um, in a helicopter crash few weeks ago um they had some great movies yeah and they mentioned some of the (laughs) well no no actually kobe actually was involved with a documentary right that actually won um a couple years ago yeah he actually won an oscar okay yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. so he was fitting so luke perry cameron boyce and sid Haig were the three names that actually um people thought wow why weren't they listed luke perry is in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, one of the films that's actually nominated for Best Yeah, film. that's weird that he wasn't So included. he was completely omission. Now, I'm wondering if they thought, well, Luke is a TV star, you know, maybe. Was I don't that know. this year? I mean, last year? Luke Perry? Luke, Luke Perry is, died. is not just a TV star. He was like a big heartthrob yes. of the 80s. Yeah, yes. he's a, yeah. He's an he icon. Should have been. He's speaking an icon. because, Buffy. you know, he was, yeah, he Buffy. was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He should have been included in the Imper Morning segment. No question asked. So they're including TV stars in there? Well, they do, but like I guess they felt like. Well, Luke Perry was know. in movies. That's well, the, what I'm saying. He's in a so lot of movies. So they got some backlash. They said the Academy receives hundreds of requests to include uh, loved ones and industry colleagues in the in memoriam segment. An executive committee representing every branch considers the list and makes selections for the telecast based yeah. on available time. All the su- all the submissions are included on Oscar.com. So they're saying it's yeah. On the they website. had the people who like did shampoo um, pooing for the stars or whatever. Right. In memoriam. Right. Like, you know, they could have made room for Luke Perry. It's like three seconds. House, you had Luke household Perry. Name. You had Cameron Boyce. You had Sig Haig. These are the three right. names that a lot of people were and talking tell, about. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell them to cut down their speeches some then if they Sid need more Haig time. Sig was one of the biggest names in horror films. Yeah. And he was admitted. So again, um, mm. you know, that, that. Oh, man. I yeah. That. Yeah. Orson Bean uh, uh, passed away recently. He was in Being John Malkovich. Shit. He died in a car accident. Mm. Tragically, um, he was actually hit by a car crossing the street. He was in an old school yeah. Twilight Zone episode. Was he? I watched. I started watching some of the old ones um, yeah. this past year, and he oh, was wow. in one of the old ones, like from the, one of the first seasons. Have you watched the Jordan Peele ones? No, I haven't watched those. Okay. I don't have um. That's on CBS, right? CBS All Access. Yeah, I don't. I don't that's what that. <laughs> right. Um, so yes, they should have totally recognized those three actors. Cameron Boyce died tragically, um, and uh, he was in the Descendants movies. So uh, Spike Lee uh, made a, uh, a fashionable tribute to Kobe with uh, the number twenty-four uh, stitch, uh, stitched on his tuxedo. That's nice. Yeah. Natalie Portman also made a statement on the uh, Oscars. She had an extra cape. With all the female directors that were snubbed by the Academy Awards, 
And it's funny because Rose McGowan had to chime in and talk about it. Oh, of course she did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so she said that, uh, man, this is pretty funny that, uh, if I could find the article here, um, that McGowan um, finds Portman's type of activism deeply offensive to those of us who actually do the work. <laughs> what? I'm not writing this out of bitterness. I am writing it out of disgust. I just want her and other actresses to walk the walk. You know, she's more like an actress acting the part of someone who cares, oh. as so many of them do. And, of course... Uh, Martha Gallus now, is so bitter now. She's bitter. I mean, I know she's been going through hell with the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, but now it's like... Now she's just giving everybody hell. So yeah. um, maybe she's taking on other people. Her and Liz Milano just need to get together. <laughs> well, they're both in charmed, so they're yeah. together to, in some regards. Too angry, angry. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. Um, I guess... See, and that's another thing. That's, that's like her telling mm-hmm. Natalie what to do, you know, that, that she's not doing yeah. good enough that Rose is the best. Yeah. And Natalie's coming up short. It's like, just sh- shut up. Well, like- Natalie said, I agree with Mr. Brown. That's inaccurate to call me brave for wearing a garment with a woman's names on it. Brave is a term I more strongly associate with actions like those women who have been testifying against Harvey Weinstein the last few weeks. Well, here she goes. Now she under incredible pressure. So she had a, a classy way to respond to it. Maybe brave was an inaccurate word. But who said it was brave? Um, um, well, um, uh, McGowan. McGowan said that she was very brave to wear to wear that. McGowan said said that about about Natalie. Said Natalie was brave. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So why was she saying Natalie was brave and then, and then bash her? Brave and and I guess brave and and maybe the sense that uh, wasn't. Was she being sarcastic? Know, sarcastic. Maybe uh, there was sarcasm. I'm not sure, but. I don't even have McGon's quote on that the brave comment. But, no, no, uh, she's gone crazy. Rose <laughs> McGowan, man, yeah. I don't know. Everybody's wondering who Brad put took the Oscars. Blonde mystery woman that many thought it was his mom, but turns out she's like the same age as Brad, so it couldn't be the mom. Uh, it was actually oh, he's so hot. Oh god, it was, I swear when I saw him and he just took over the whole yeah. pre-show, <laughs> and then when I saw him, I mean, he still he could get it. <laughs> At 56, he can get it. He can get it he when he. Get... I mean, him. He can. He can. Sabrina Kabrat. I'm gonna have to agree with that. Because you always say that. He looked like I he like Brad Pitt. Okay. He nasty. I like. I like Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, he there nasty. are other people that you know I would want to. At his rub age. down with oil more. Oils. Okay. Various oils. Do, do are they on the Buffy <laughs> uh, Vampire Slayer show, <laughs> or other shows? I know Tom Welling is one of your favorites. Oh, definitely Tom Welling. He is aging so nicely. Um, <laughs> Tom Welling. I the original Superman. Love, yeah. I love really? Jim Carrey. Do you really? Oh, in a, no wait, wait. In a, sexu- <laughs> in a sexual <laughs> way? In a, yes. Do you find him sexually attractive? You said who? I love said Jim Carrey. Jim or Drew? Jim. Jim. Jim okay. Oh, I think you said Drew Carrey. Jim Carrey. <laughs> I would totally take Jim's old ass. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he looks, yeah, he's probably he's probably into some shit. Yeah, a lot of people wanted Brad. James Vanderbeek, I think, is starting to look better and better the older really? that he's getting. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, a lot of people that's thought fair. that that Brad was gonna get back with Jennifer Aniston now that they're both oh, single. 
So but he should. I vouch for that. You do vouch for that? I okay. think that they I think that they should do it. I really yeah. do. I I think that he is past his mm-hmm. promiscuous years. Okay. <laughs> well, I he was married he, for a while to Angelina. Yeah, so. but I think that she <laughs> was she years. she was a not she's such a bad girl. She's she's so mysterious and yeah. like naughty and everything like that. But then when you come when he got with her, she's like mm-hmm. Humanitarian, okay. all yeah, the, you right. know, like it was you know, a funny more. Let's, yeah. let's adopt forty-five kids. Yeah, he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah I didn't sign up for this shit. I That's thought we were not what like... that mouth did. Yeah. You know what I mean? uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is not what I signed. I mean, but I know he loves his children. Yeah. He loves his children, yeah. and she definitely did add a lot to his life. But I really think that he got with Jennifer Aniston for a reason. And I think that it would be really cool to see them revisit that. She's still hot as hell. Oh, she is. She looks great. She ages like a fine wine. And if she's, you haven't seen, she's on that don't the morning crack show. Tip yeah. too. She might change her mind. I don't mind. know a little bit, Laura. If you, yeah. Definitely check out the morning show. Uh, see, that might change her my mind. I pick J Lo or Shakira. She might change over. someone's mind that didn't think <laughs> she was hot. She's oh, oh okay. Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. Any day. Yeah, you're right. Like, no, no, when no, we compare Brad, people though. her age, okay, yes, for Brad, fine. But people her age, I'm sorry. I pick Shakira. Shakira. Oh, oh my gosh, she still J-Lo. looks like she's 17 years old. I pick wow. Eva Mendes. I pick Shakira all of these great. bitches over Jennifer Aniston. Wow. Any Shakira, Shakira, Shakira. Shakira. Oh my gosh, at the Super Bowl. Yeah, we watched. She it. looks exactly the same, the same yeah. as she did when she made that video. Yeah. All I'm saying is we're talking about great beauties. I do not put she Jennifer like Aniston in the same boxes. Okay, that's, as that's completely Jennifer fair. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. I put myself and in her Shakira box. Okay. <laughs> could I, you put yourself in her I box, Chach? Oh. <laughs> I'm saying there could be more than one hot girl. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying, yeah. I'm saying yeah. I just yeah. named a whole I'm bunch. Over 50. How many over better? fifty are way better? Yeah. <laughs> I just named a whole bunch that I think over are, yeah. are hot. Over fifty? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Who? You're right, and you're right. Who? Who'd you're you right. Say? Jennifer Lopez. I know her. Yeah, Jennifer of course. Lopez. Yeah. No, isn't Eva Mendes over fifty-two? Is she? As well? Yeah, she looks oh, she good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eva Longoria even she's over. 50. Eva Longoria is not fifty yet. No, yeah, she's still in her forties. She's almost. She's still in her forties. Search. I don't think she is yet. Okay. Check Eva Mendez, Eva Longoria. So there should be a new um, museum, the Academy of uh, Museum of Motion Pictures. Uh, Tom Hanks announced that at the Oscars, which is pretty cool. Uh, Chachi did mention that the the ratings went down. uh, Earned 23.6 million viewers. You're correct. She's 44 years old. There you go. A sharp, Shakira, right? a sharp uh, 20, 20% so. decline from the 2019 ceremony. It's pretty big, 20%. Yeah, and also dropped 31% in ad sales demographics of adults 43. aged 18 to 49. So that's a good point. But despite the ratings, it, it definitely popped the numbers for Parasite because um, it went back into theaters, um, took an extra $1.6 million at over a thousand domestic locations during Oscar weekend. I think Chachi, you saw that recently. To add to that number, which is great. Um, also, the film ris- ro- rose to the top of the Apple, iTunes, and Amazon sales chart. No surprise there. Um, Oscar parties were lit, guys. Um, uh, Bong Joon Ho's quote of the night: "I'm gonna drink all night until the next morning." Was one of my favorite quotes, and they certainly did. They had their own uh, party at Soho House. 
Um, but they also joined for the governor's ball. Um, but yes, um, I need to attend an Oscars and go to all these parties because that sounds like a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> they also have the Independent Spirit Awards on Saturday. It aired on the IFC channel. It was hosted by one of my favorites, Aubrey Plaza. It kind of like um, honored the films that were kind of snubbed by the Oscars, Chachi. In fact, Adam Sandler talked about um, how the Oscars, you know, snubbed him in his speech, which was interesting because Adam Sandler won for Best Actor at the Independent Spirit Awards, but he was not recognized for his work uh, on the Oscars. He should have been. Yeah. He should you know, not. So I haven't seen Uncut Gems yet. Um, sad for me, I really should have seen it. Um, but unfortunately, it was not actually even nominated for the SAG Awards. So I didn't watch it. But what did you think of Adam's performance in, in do you think it was Oscar worthy? Was it? I thought it was. You think it was like it yeah. could hang with the rest of those contenders? Yeah, I mean, it was the type of movie it was. It was real, a really stressful movie to watch. Okay. Because he was a big time gambler in the movie, and he kept on getting in deeper and deeper into gambling and making bad decisions. So when you watch it, it's not like a feel good movie. It's like a really like stressful movie because you're like just watching him like mess things up. Mm. So I, mean, I thought it was a great. Jo- great, you know, job for Adam Sandler, and I think I mean he's done great jobs before. I thought he was great in yeah. Punch Drunk Love, and I thought he was, um, you know, and his I thought he was great in that movie Click. So I mean he can do more serious roles. I think he's even better at it, instead of doing all that you know weird, cartoonish characters. Yeah. Uh, so Adam Sandler said tonight, as I look around this room, I realize the Independent Spirit Awards are the best personality awards of Hollywood. He said to a wild applause at the Guinea Gala. So let all those feather-haired douchebag motherfuckers get their Oscars tomorrow night. Their <laughs> handsome, good looks will fade in time, while their independent personalities will shine on forever. <laughs> that was pretty funny, man. I, I Sharon Stone's still hot as hell. Okay, well, she's almost 60, I think. Yeah, How Sharon. old is Eva Mendez? Did you find up her age? Uh... uh... No, I, I don't, because I don't think she's 58 either. Hmm. She's got a way, way, way to go for that. Who? Um, Eva Mendes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the Independent Spirit Awards best film was The Farewell, which was Aquafina's film, and she um, was snubbed. Both her film Ooh, and Michelle Pfeiffer too. Sorry, still oh, okay. on that. Oh, you're still on the yeah. the, the over. I don't know Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't the know. other over 50s that are. <laughs> you don't like Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. I like her, but I don't know if I. I mean, I I would definitely bang Aniston before I would bang her now. Catwoman, man. Well, we're not talking about Catwoman. I know, but the fact that all that leather... And that was hot. Yeah. Let's talk about Birds of Prey, Chacha, because I know you saw that. I finally saw it on Monday. Um, Even though it got good reviews, and I loved it, and I love Margot Robbie, you know how much I love Margot Robbie because I talk about her on the show, Um, fell short of expectations at the box office with $33.2 million um, at over 4,000 screens, it was the worst star for a DC Comics adaptation since Jonah Hex in 2010. It was still the number one movie of the weekend, but it still just was short of their, pers- um, you know, they thought it would get 45 to 50 million opening weekend, and it didn't. But then again, there is, you know, it could accumulate more uh, at the box office in the uh, next few weeks to come, maybe. I don't know. But the important thing is that I thought the movie was good. It had great um, action, um, action scenes. Really just 
one of some of the like the best fight scenes I've seen in, in a superhero film. Um, the story itself was good, you know. Um, you know, it, it was. You know, I, I know they were trying to it's trying to tell an origin story for a lot of these characters too. So, um, but you know, there is no other actress, and I've said it before, that can play Harley Quinn other than Margot Robbie. <laughs> That's for sure. What did you think of the film, Chuch? I mean, I think Margot Robbie did a great job as Harley Quinn, which she normally, you know, which I think she does a great job in everything she's in. Yeah. I mean, I thought the, I thought the script was weak. I didn't like the script really at all. Really? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. Um. It was, yeah, it, it was kind of all over the place. It should have been. I mean, if you're gonna do a rated R movie, do it rated R. Or if you're gonna do like a cartoonish movie, do it. You know, PG-13. Do you think this movie could have been PG-13 and not... Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I think it would have made a lot yeah. more money because, I mean, I think if you're going to do R-rated, then go R-rated. But I don't think there was there was really enough in there to they really make it like a... for a few F-bombs. Yeah. We didn't see Margot Robbie naked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely that's got what it better. I was most disappointed well, about. Like, I think that's what I'm most see, disappointed See, Margot did all her nudity early in her career, so now she's, right. she's like one of the top A-list actresses. She doesn't need to see it. You actually almost thought Birds of Prey was not about Harley Quinn. You I no totally idea. didn't. I haven't been watching any of the stuff on social media. Shaking my head. But you watched stuff. the trailer. I did. Uh, I did not watch the trailer I, even. I thought the trailer was horrible when I saw it. it. Okay. I thought the trailer was horrible. You didn't have two minutes to watch the trailer. No, I didn't. It's I'm okay. sorry. Right. I was sick. I spent a lot of the last few <laughs> days sleeping. That's fair. I mean, yeah, trying that's to fair. get my voice back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the marketing in the film was really bad. The trailer, I thought, was horrible. Yeah, the marketing could have been a lot the better. The name of the movie is horrible. They didn't even have a... I don't even think they had a Super Bowl commercial, did they? They would yeah. have benefited from a Super Bowl commercial. But the name... I mean, I mean, the um, name of the movie is horrible. The title. Birds of Prey. No. See, so the, I think it, it no, should have had well, Harley whole, Quinn in the title. Like the main... So they had the emancipation of one Harley Quinn in, in the name, but I think it should have been Harley Quinn... And the Birds of Prey. That's right, why yeah. I think the title should have been for the film. Not the Fabid Toast or whatever the film The Emancipation. No, 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 it's like Fabid. The, the fab, Fantabulous Emancipation the fantabulous, of One yeah. Harlequin, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, yeah, and, and, they, and they actually changed the title of the movie now on the movie listings where it says Harley Quinn, yeah. Birds of Prey. They did it for, for, I guess, for search reasons, I said? We well, did it for, for, for marketing because people didn't know it was a Harley Quinn movie. There you go. Because you know, birds, birds of Prey aren't... It's like Star Wars. you got to put yeah. Star Wars, like the Star Wars story, Solo. Yeah. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. You yeah. can't take Star Wars out of the name. And Birds of Prey aren't aren't big comics. Like, as, like I mean, neither was Guardian of the Galaxy, but that's tied into the Marvel Universe. Right. And I, this, is why, this is why DC has these kind of problems, because they're all, all over the place with everything. They are all over the they, place. They don't, I mean... You know, they have a, a Joker movie, which what I thought was was amazing, but that has nothing to do with all the other movies they're making. Yeah, it's kind of independent. Yeah. And then you had like, you know, the uh, this Wonder jo- Woman, Aquaman, this Joker from from um, you know, with, with Harley Quinn didn't show up in this movie. You know, like yeah, they couldn't get Jared Leto to play Joker in this movie. Yeah, that's because everyone shat on him. That's, before. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why. If if he was well received, I think Jared Leto would have been in this film. But but he he's got Morbius coming out. Dead, I don't think he even oh, like. Yeah. I don't think he. Even was really given a chance in that movie because it cut out most yeah. of the scenes. But I thought I thought the way they made him up, you know, was stupid. Anyways, just the way they made him look with the tattoos yeah. and everything. So now everyone's confused that there's two Jokers now. We just had the Walking Phoenix. We're gonna have two. Ba- we're gonna have 14 Batman. Right. Like so, and then now we have we're getting, we're getting a new Leto. Batman. 
now. Exactly. And that's so, going to be a younger Batman? Is that going to be like a prequel Batman Bob or what? Pattinson, yeah. He's only 30-something, so yeah. So that's supposed to be like a prequel Batman? That, that no, have... I think it's like the beginning of his, of him as the Batman. As Batman. Oh, but he's going to be playing the same origin Batman. story? Not really origin. Not really origin. They kind of cover But would they have Superman with Batman and stuff? And uh, For this one, I think it's all about the rogues gallery of Batman. So you're not going to have Superman in this next film. Okay. It's just going to be Batman and a whole bunch of villains. Yeah, see... So, See, I think Marvel. I think when they do too many out. villains, it's not good though. It's never good. It's well, that's what happened in Spider-Man good. Three. Yeah, and I know. Don't that, that, that mention of that still scars me. And Batman <laughs> and Batman and Robin. Batman Robin had Batman, a lot of villains. Too many villains. Yeah, yeah. and you, all you, you only need one villain, maybe two. I think two is good, but yeah, but yeah, one. But one. I mean, look at look at the. Um, Dark Knight um, trilogy. I mean, it's usually like one. One. They actually stuck to one villain. Yeah. Most Maybe, of the time. But there was like you know they had the they two, two villains working in tandem. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, Birds of Prey, they were missing Barbara Gordon, who was known as Oracle. That's in the um, the DC comic. That was one of the team founders in the comic books. They, I guess. Was that like a daughter of uh, Commissioner Gordon? Exactly. Yes. Was it really? Nice. You're right. Okay. AKA Oracle, Barbara Gordon, you're correct. Wow. So for future installments of Birds of Prey, perhaps they can bring her in, which which would be There's good. also a DC universe where Barbara Gordon is Batgirl too. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. So that 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 I'm that, familiar with my DC. They they could be revisiting that history. too. I know Joss Joss Whedon has a Batgirl script that he had, had prepared. Yeah, I've, but I've, I've heard about that. It's still in the pre- pre- pre-production. If he I've... does it, it's going to be awesome. Like, I have no mm. interest in mm. seeing the movie at all unless mm. Joss Whedon does it. Yeah. And then I will be all about that life. All about that life. Is it, is it mm-hmm. Joss? <laughs> is that his Joss. I, yeah, think I, I said it Josh, and Sabrina always said, no, it's yes. Joss. I, yeah. I think I thought it was. I, I think I thought it was Josh my whole life. <laughs> no, it's Joss, <laughs> like Josh Stone. <laughs> so, so apparently there's a petition. Speaking of DC movies, oh, this to, always works. To <laughs> change, well, it has uh. some, uh, over 100,000 signatures to recast Amber Heard as Mara because of her um, domestic um, violence um, news. As you know, there was wait, audio, what happened? So there was um, an audio leak of. Amber Heard admitting to hitting Johnny Depp. Um, as you know, they had the big um, domestic um, you know, issues between both of them, both mm-hmm. on both sides. Mm-hmm. But the audio recording really makes it Amber seem like the villainous, admitting that she actually hit Johnny Depp. She's like, I didn't punch you, I hit you. There's a difference. She was oh, saying wow. this audio... And because of that... There is a difference. First of all, there's a difference. There's definitely a difference. (laughs) Yeah. So she says, I'm sorry I didn't hit you across the face in the proper slap, but I was hitting you. I was not punching you. Babe, you're not punched. I don't know what the motion of my actual hand was, but you're fine. I did not hurt (laughs) you. I did not punch you. I was hitting you. <laughs> Are they still together or That's what? Very no, valid. they're not together. Okay. No. Well, what was this? Very These valid. tapes uh, I, leaked I don't in 2015. Feel like it, it sounds yeah. like it's that bad. No, yeah. I don't. I, I think don't. I think it's like it's like yeah. what regular like. I think that the people that are judging are you know are. We single. don't know both sides of the story either. You, we don't know if Johnny Depp was was. Um, you know, physically abusing Amber well, as well. They, no, wait, I thought they were accusing him back in the day of, of hitting her. They, they were accusing him, and then now they're accusing her. So okay. I don't know. So where they? So where they? This petition now. So is the petition to get her? wants her to be recast as Mara. 
as you know, she was Marin Aquaman. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So they want to recast as that, and um, yeah, they said her ass better be fired. One user said, <laughs> "Abuse is abuse. It doesn't matter whether they are male or female. She deserves to be taken accountable, just like any man has been, just like Johnny has been for her false al- allegations." How do we know that they're false allegations at this point? Why should somebody's whole career and future be based off of their personal relationship with each other? I mean, they're going through that together. If if they if they yeah. I mean unless it affects their career. Well look at look like, at the, um, I mean when like Chris Brown beat the crap out of That's Brianna, something totally different. I know, that's why I'm it saying because it affected her career also. Well I'm saying talking dead. Um I was saying that's deserved. Oh, I'm Chris not Hardwick? Yeah. Chris Hardwick. I'm saying yeah. this doesn't sound like it's No, Chris, it yeah. doesn't. It it sounds like a squabble between two people that were toxically in love. So you you, t- you mentioned Chris Hardwick, the host of Talk Dead? Yeah, yeah. When he got fired from he his job, he got fired just for a few. Well, he was asked not to, to appear, but then he came back after. Like she accused him of like wanting sex all the time, and yeah. and and then he got fired from his job. <laughs> like, and it was then, like and then insane. threatening her from work if she went out or uh, to I don't know. It it's weird, just right? to- it's just yeah. toxic toxic relationships, yeah. you know. And everybody gets into toxic relationships at one yeah. point in their lives or another. I think until the truth comes out. Because we don't know what Johnny did to Amber to cause her to hit him. Um, we, we but we do know that she didn't hurt. She didn't hurt him. She didn't punch him. She hit she him. Hit him. She hit him. <laughs> <laughs> so Aquaman 2 is still slated to release in 2022. So they'll have to make a decision soon so they can go in production. Thor: Love and Thunder enlisted Jennifer Caitlin Robinson to assist Oscar winner Taika Waititi to update the script. Um, can't wait for that. We do talk to Tessa Thompson about it. Um, obviously, you can't talk about a, a film that's in production, but nonetheless, I was able to ask the question. So just wait, to, wait till you hear this interview with Tessa Thompson. It's pretty awesome, guys. All right. Um, Sony, the Spider-Man universe is continuing to expand. As you know, Venom Two is coming out this year. Morbius is arriving uh, this year as well. So Venom Two is not going to be not going to be by Disney. Well, it's still Sony, Marvel, but not MCU. Not Only MCU, the okay. Spider-Man films are MCU for right now. Okay, see, the third all Spider-Man, over the, all over the place. All over the place. The third Spider-Man film coming up in 2021 is MCU. Thank God they were able to work out that deal. Yeah. Now there's a new Sony Marvel film set for October 2021. They haven't um, revealed what it would be. Some people say it might be Sinister Six. Have Michael Keaton back. And kind of develop that there. Sinister Six would be awesome. Some saying it could be Batwoman. Some saying it could mm. be um, Black Cat and Silver Sable. I love Black Cats. Ooh, that's what I'm. Me likey the you like Black, Black Cat. Cat? Oh, I love some Black Cat. Yes, um, Felicia Hardy. Yes. Oh my yes. God. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Rick I still Mar- like Mary Jane more though. Let's be real. <laughs> we know, we know, know where my allegiances lie, but I did like Black Cat a lot. Rick Moranis is returning to Also, Honey, she always it. referred to herself yeah. as Are the Black you Cat. Serious? Can you believe that? No. Yeah, let's repeat again. Rick Moranis is returning to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids franchise. You know, he hasn't acted I'm cry. in decades. He hasn't acted in decades. It, I'm going to cry. It really was all about coming back to the right projects. So what he said? He said he never really wanted to retire from acting. He just wanted to raise his children. He wanted to raise his kids. After his wife passed away, yeah. Which is noble. 
Which yeah. is really I do horrible. wish they would have. No, it's, I think they're all old, they're grown now. Yeah, yeah. They're all grown now, so it's it's time. But I wish they would have came back for the um, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But Moranis uh, hasn't. Yeah, there's been plenty of rumors that he was set to make a brief cameo, but Moranis insisted to return to another of his best-known roles, and it will be the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot, which will not be on Disney+. Plus. This will actually have a, um, a theatrical release. Oh, it will? Yes. Hmm. I thought it was Disney+. Plus. Okay. I thought so, too, as well. It yeah. should be. Yeah. So um, hopefully it will do well. Um, also, um, um, in production, Cynthia Riva, who we mentioned... Um, is going to be uh, in a podcast sci-fi thriller um, called Carrier. So it's going to be the film adaptation of the podcast. She's actually starring and producing in it. It's going to be a sci-fi. A what podcast? Um, a sci-fi thriller podcast called Carrier. So it's a it's it's a, it's strictly a dramatical podcast, but Cynthia Revo is going to make a feature film out of it. Oh. So we'll see. But it's interesting. Her role is a truck driver who accepts an off-the-books long-haul trucking assignment to cover for ill father, and she realizes the mysterious cargo is a threat to the world, and various forces begin targeting her to destroy it. Hmm. There's still no podcast on our show. I mean, no movie made off off of our podcast. I know. It should be like uh, the Jane Silent Bob reboot, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Margot Robbie is my favorite. You know this, guys. Um, She has her next project with Christian Bale, In a David O. Russell film at New Regency, um, (coughs) as David Russell will be directing, plot details are kept under wraps at the moment, but the fact that they're working together, two powerhouses right there, Christian Bale and um, um, Margot Robbie. Um, yeah, yeah, I see Christian Bale. They're like, um, yeah, where, where are you for this film, Christian Bale? All right, I'm already gaining like 50 pounds for the role. Oh, well, you don't need to. Uh, it's already done. It's already done. I'm going to do it. It's already done. <laughs> like, he doesn't care. Like, it's always yeah. going to be like, changes the weight for every role. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? He's got to stop that. It's not really healthy. It's going to mess up his whole looks. You're right about that. Christian dude. Bale. Oh, my God. Is he someone else that would get it? Christian no. Bale? Christian Bale. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. You have some. Yeah, he's a little uh, too. You, you have some respect. He wouldn't got it for Batman, Dark Knight. Mm-mm. It doesn't do it for you. Okay, okay. that's fair. Nope. My sister loves Michael Keaton. Show. I still love Michael. Oh, you like Michael? Really? He's old you... as fuck though. <laughs> I know. Would he get it still? No. No. Okay. I think Sabrina would give it to him. I would. I'd probably give it to him. Yeah, she'll, oh. she'll bust it wide open. Holy shit, Sabrina! <laughs> <laughs> so your girl. I know you love Maggie Gyllenhaal. You think she's so beautiful. No, I'm oh yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal will be uh, uh, her doing her directorial debut. She's the only. She's the only like um, yeah. negative thing of uh, the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, Maggie will be uh, writing and directing her first directorial debut. It's called The Lost Daughter. So she'll be adapting it. She's mm. not really writing it. She's writing the script, I guess. But it's going to star Olivia Coleman, Dakota Johnson, one of my favorites, and Peter Skarsgård. It's a psychological drama. Um, so apparently uh, they're doing uh, a movie called Clue, based on the board game. And as you know, there was an 80s movie. There he did, yeah. That had three. Tim Curry, okay. That's one of your boys, right? Yes. So as you know, I don't Tim know if you Curry. know, but Ryan Reynolds is attached to star in this Clue, uh, film. I'm all over it. Oh, uh, you like Ryan Reynolds? Is, is he someone um, you approve um, of? Okay. Oh, Ryan Re- Oh, yes, <laughs> he can get that. And James Bobbin, best known for the recent Muppet movies, is in talks to uh, direct. 
So, we'll so are they going to have different endings? You know, that would be cool. Yeah. If they had that, you know. Um, maybe they could have... But will they have three different theaters? I think they should have. Three? I think they, like they should. they did it, you know, back in the day. They know? had three different theaters. Back in the day for, for the, the original Clue movie, they had three different theaters for endings A, B, and C. Wow. And that's what you I read? didn't know that. That's what you read? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, this is, for the, this is for the original. Yeah. The original was one of my, that's one of my favorite movies, Original Clue too. movie, yeah. Mm, but, I'm, of course, mm-hmm. I love everything Tim Curry because. I love Tim Curry. Tim Curry is. <laughs> He's someone that you idolize. <laughs> the chocolate-covered His Rocky laugh, yeah. he has the best laugh. Yeah. Can he get it? Did you? Yeah, he has the best life. You could get it? No, he couldn't get it. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's what he sounded like. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So we already mentioned Birds of Prey, the number one movie of uh, of the weekend, even though it, it disappointed, um, you know, expectations. Ooh, Rob Lowe, too. Oh, he was mm. still got it. Bad He's boys still for looking l- good. Bad mm-hmm. Boys for Life, second place. That was good. I like I that. Seen it. I need to see Me it. Me too. Guys. I like that. I got a lot of movies to catch up. 1917's number I three like movie. Did Martin Lawrence get it? I haven't seen he, 1917 he, yet. He needs to lose He's like too angry. three pounds. Three pounds? He's too angry. <laughs> I, I want to lose three pounds. <laughs> like if Martin Lawrence <laughs> lost three pounds, he can get it. Okay. I no, would grab, he's I would too grab angry it. and he's violent. He's I got would, a history of violence. I would actually. grab his ears. I'd be like, Gina. Mm, <laughs> damn, he has Gina, a history damn. of violence mm-hmm. with his on set. He's so crazy. Uh, do do, do Littles, the number four movie, and mm-hmm. rounding out the top five is Jumanji, the next level. Look for Sonic the Hedgehog, um, predicted to be the number one movie of the weekend. Sonic. Um, as you know, Sonic has a redesign to appease all the audiences, so... His first, his the first one was awful. I mean, yeah, they made him really look. A, they made him look so humanoid. Like a human, yeah. With the but human now, teeth, yeah. yeah, and when they now it's the them, Sonic that it was we Sonic, admire. Yeah, and Sonic that we're I used can, to. That's something I can that's get you with that shit. So I let's can. go take a classic cut. So Chachi, you had a specific cut. You're you're waffling between two. Um, so you're gonna go with uh, C or J. Um, Jay. Jay. Okay, so let's go ahead and play your theme song. All right. Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi's. Inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here we are once again, the first Chachi's classic cut of the new decade, 2020. That's right. <laughs> it's been a while. Well, we got Valentine's Day coming up on on Friday, which is not a real holiday. Yes, so it I, is. It's not a real holiday. Okay, so can I... All right. Yes. Is it, it a Hallmark it, holiday? Okay, so no, they were trying to get us to rehearse for Chocolate Cover Rocky Horror on Valentine's Day after they said we were just going to get Saturday and Sunday. And I'm like, hey, it's a holiday. I'm not getting holiday pay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Okay, go ahead, Chad. Everybody else got to work on Valentine's Day. No. It's a, it's a, 
It's a day that is organized by corporations and to sell more cards and candy. flowers and candy. And now that I finally have a boyfriend, I get to enjoy all of those things. <laughs> so and we're gonna I go will see. say it's a holiday and no one can take it away from me. And we're going to go see Vagina Monologues down at the Cultural Arts Center mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day at 7.30, 8 o'clock doors. Who's who's we? Is Koki going? Dr. Lickalotopus? Oh, he's definitely going to be there. I know, he'd be all that down his alley. Anyways, the cut. <laughs> is he? Is he? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's a sexy play, is it? It's about vaginas. Yeah, it's probably yeah. about the, the kind of vaginas you want to, in like... Uh, all the vaginas that, right? are those, the kind of vaginas you want to see. Don't you want to <laughs> see just, just about vaginas? Not all. <laughs> all right, well, here's like an anti-Valentine's Day song by Journey. Oh, cool! And everybody knows like everybody knows like one Journey song in their life. Don't stop believing. Yes, and they beat it to death or whatever. But yeah. there's actually like a lot better songs from Journey out there. This yeah. is this is a good one. Man. This is Journey. A... Who's crying now? Mm. So it's kind of like after like a breakup. Okay. And the guys is like, um, fuck you, ho. Yeah. Who's crying basically, now. Right. Yeah. Basically, what he's saying. I love it. So after classic cut is my interview. Flex would love this one with hardcore icon. Harley Flanagan at Sundance, who talks about his acting debut and his film scoring debut. And uh, we talk about his film at Sundance. Um, He is a hardcore music icon. If you're not familiar with Harley, he is best known as the front man for the Cro-Mags. Oh, of course. Uh, Do you know the Cro-Mags? No, I don't. I know Flex does. So That's like one of the kind of Flex bands. (laughs) So we'll be back here on Blow the Belt. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. All right. Guys, we are here with one of the innovators of hardcore music turned now music scorer for film and actor, Harley Flanagan, along with director extraordinaire Tom Phillips. Uh, welcome to Sundance. You guys are having a good time so far. Yeah, I'm a little, uh, a little bit overwhelmed, but... Uh, yeah. And uh, first of all, I'd just like to thank Tom for uh, involving me in this because I wouldn't be along for this ride if it wasn't for this man. So thank you very much. Excellent. Well, the movie wouldn't have been what it was without him. So yes. Trust so me. so you're known for your <laughs> hardcore music. Yeah. How does that translate to becoming a film scorer? Uh, you know what? 
it actually uh, this is very uh, this is very this, this is very liberating because you know yeah. uh, when you when you play any type of music that is uh, you know very strong in a genre whether it's like hardcore or or hip hop or whatever mm -hmm. you're kind of stuck a little bit in in that genre it's difficult to do experimental things without people criticizing it or finding something that's not a uh, you know basically as a musician you kind of get stuck doing the same thing yeah and this was really cool because uh as a musician i got to explore musically and uh, so i hope to get to do more stuff like this in the future and um and this whole acting thing is just kind of a yeah you know I so th th know. this is a first for you yes yeah, uh, pretty much. I mean, I, I was in a couple things, but I never had any real parts. I mean, I, you know, I sat and drank a 40 in, uh, in, in Blue Steel with Jamie Lee Curtis, but that doesn't really count as acting. I was literally sitting there drinking a 40. So, right, right. you know, I did, did that anyway. So, but this was, uh, this was pretty intense, you know? Nice. Awesome. So this uh, film is, has a very important message. Uh, yes, it's it called Between Wars. Uh, the protagonist is dealing with PTSD. Sure. You can elaborate on a little bit of the synopsis. Yeah, so um, the main character, his name is Franny Malloy. Um, he comes home back to his neighborhood after serving in Afghanistan. And he's, he's dealing with his inner demons like most people do. And um, he's dragged back into the lifestyle he had before he left and why he escaped. And now he has to find his way out. Um, and, you know, he meets people like Harley's role. Who is McManus? Who's an old-school Irish gangster from back in the day who hasn't left and runs the streets, and uh, he's got to face these guys again. And and, and facing Harley's facing himself, and he's, the, the the message here, in which um, we have through the actor Michael Imperioli, is a veteran actor on Sopranos and Goodfellas. Yes. Um, the message here comes through him. Um, it's an important message through the intensity and the madness and the fighting and the in the insanity. There's a really beautiful message in the movie that I think people are going to be surprised about, which I'm excited, I'm very excited for. And, awesome. uh, and he helps our main character, Franny, through that, through that uh, message. Awesome. How did you get Michael Imperial involved? Well, he's an artist. Yeah. I mean, the guy's an artist. And uh, first and foremost, these guys have to love the story, and he loved mm -hmm. the story. Um, after loving the story, I had a relationship with Michael because he had a studio mm -hmm. um, that invited artists in in Manhattan. Um, I was lucky enough to be one of those guys, and uh, through that, he became a mentor as a writer, as a, as a director, as even as an actor. And uh, Imperioli, um, I mean, I've been watching Imperioli since the days of, of Spider and Sopranos yes. and Clockers, and so um, not only a fan, but tremendous amount of respect for him as an artist. And, and now he's in a place where he gets to choose roles outside of that, you know, level of just being the uh, the Sopranos guy. And, and he's amazing. He's a generous guy. He's, he's an amazing, amazing artist, and he was... You know, uh, he was great to us, right? He was, he was... Uh, you know what? I I just have to add to that that uh, his his enthusiasm about this project mm -hmm. is uh, was really exciting. You know, I mean, for someone who's been in this business and has been in as many very successful films and as him, you know, to see how he, his response was that again, this is all new to me. So. Yeah. The, the one thing that is not new to me, though, is uh, dealing with uh, PTSD. So okay. I, uh, I didn't even realize how deep this movie was when I got involved. But, um, you know, I, I, I have some issues in that. And uh, so it's pretty intense. You know, it actually took me, uh, took me a few weeks, 
after we were done filming to like kind of get normal because uh playing that role uh i hate to say i wasn't wasn't really playing i was kind of reliving wow a lot of it and uh so you know i've calmed down a lot since i was young and i i literally you know i don't curse as much i don't talk as violently i don't act as crazy and uh mm -hmm. and it took me a few weeks to get out of the what motherfucker? Shut the fuck up! Fuck you! What? what, what? Like, I, I, like I, I was like right back yeah. in my old head, and um, I'm sure that had to be not so easy for my wife to deal with. And <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. Um, so this is you know this movie is the, the issues are real. I'm actually I have friends uh, who are involved with different PTSD groups. So uh, most of them are combat veterans, but they are. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been kind enough to reach out to me and to help me out when I start going through those things. You know, it's hard when you grow up in a, a, a very violent environment and, and, you know, as you'll see in this movie, you know, and then it becomes almost easier to deal with, you know, drugs and alcohol and violence than actually dealing with the issues like why am I fucked up that's actually a lot harder to, to face than uh, a bottle of vodka or uh, whatever else or, or you know it's actually easier to get your head kicked in than it is to confront mm -hmm. your inner demons you know yeah, yeah. so so what kind of message you think this uh, film will, will set forth um, well I think the, the greatest message is to embrace change mm -hmm. um, you know, I think many of us live in this world right now and everybody's afraid to kind of get out of their comfort zone and afraid to, like you said, face your inner demons. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to send is like, amongst all the madness and the mm -hmm. insanity and the characters, mm -hmm. um, embrace the change. We know Harley as a certain guy growing up, our entire lives a hardcore scene. He's, he's an icon in a counterculture um, in, in, uh, in Manhattan. His story's insane. Mm -hmm. It's surreal. Mm -hmm. um, reminiscent to parts of Clockwork Orange at times where it, it's, uh, it's wild. But this guy's the epitome of embracing change. I mean, he could have simply told me, look, I, I appreciate it, but no, but he didn't. You know, there was absolutely no way I was going to turn down this opportunity. No way. Um, acting was never something I wanted to really pursue, but mm -hmm. you know what? When opportunity knocks, mm -hmm. you have to open the door, period. Because uh, you only live once and you never yeah. know what you're gonna miss out on. And, and you, you are never gonna know what you might be capable of mm -hmm. if you don't take the challenges. Yes, look at Henry Rollins uh, and I look mean, at Trent Reznor. Yeah. I met Trent, yeah. 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 You know, and, um, the exact same things, right? You know. I think you know those guys, right? Of But one thing I was gonna add though is, um, mm -hmm. you know, forget about me, mm -hmm. um, the, the rest of the cast in this movie, or mm -hmm. you wanna talk about characters, I mm -hmm. mean, you know, I mean, I know what I've been through and I know what I've done and seen, mm -hmm. and uh, I can only tell you that some of these dudes are, you know, made me go, oh shit, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, these guys are real, you know? They're not fake dudes pretending to be gangbangers. Mm -hmm. They're not fake dudes pretending to be ex-convicts. They're not fake dudes pretending to be, you know, I mean. 
well, part of the artistry was trying to keep it as real as possible. Mm -hmm. um, our, our, our director of photography, Alistair Christopher, yeah. we refer to him, we like to call him G-Lock. Uh, mm -hmm. Brooklyn born, he's been doing this forever. We wanted, he, he is, he, he was able to, mm -hmm. to experiment with blurring the lines between, was this actually real? Are these guys, are these guys actually doing what they're doing or is it, is this, is this a movie? So we were, we, yeah, part of his experiment was, there was blurring the lines. There was some know? rough spots. I mean, I, I'll tell you right now, there was a couple of, I mean, and I, I, I love uh, Sean to death, but there was a couple parts in that movie where I almost fucked him up because I was so caught up in the moment. Like, the character of Eddie. Like, uh, you know, because I was like it's true actually- method acting almost. It was no, I, I, I yeah. can tell you there was a couple times like- You, you definitely dope. There, there was one scene where I don't remember if I picked up a keg or a fire, a fire uh, extinguisher, but I, I was oh, about to fucking yeah. beat him with some shit. And the only reason I picked it up is because I knew if I didn't grab that, I was gonna start headbutting him in his face right then and there because he was pissing me off. He was talking back to me. Right. And when I'm fucking pissed, that's the last thing you want to do. Right. So it's like, really, motherfucker, really, really. And I'm like, I'm like, really, really. And I'm like looking around the room. I'm, not, I'm gonna, like, hey. if I don't fucking grab a prop, my fucking face is gonna be through your fucking teeth. You know. So like, and 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 I love this guy, but again, you know, when 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 you get. You with the Gracies too, oh, it, it, you, you could use your hands too. And yeah. I, I will fuck shit up. And I, you know, I have, bit, yeah. I, you know, yeah. Google me. I've, I've we stuck know. people. We I've know. Bitten people's faces. I'm, I'm not a fucking Crazy. actor. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm. Yeah. In this film, I'm being a part of me that, mm -hmm. thank God, is resting somewhere. In my soul, just waiting for someone to fucking touch that button. Well, as we also allowed him, we also allowed Harley to, to bring in, 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 in the truthfulness, as opposed to saying, well, let's do it, you know, let's, let's kind of fake it. You just like, dude, just do what you know what would happen in this situation. You know, it's funny, because I think there was really, I think there was only one or two scenes where I actually followed the script verbatim, and then when I started actually... And it made it better. When I started fucking up and going off the script, he was like, dude, that's it. So I was just like, all right. You know, so from that point on, the shit got real. Yeah. And last but not least, we've got to ask about this Cro Mags 20 year album that's dropping. Let's, what can we expect? Is it going to be true to the Cro Mags from way back when, or has it evolved? If you're not evolving, you know, then the shit sucks. Okay. So there's definitely, it's growing, but it's really. I feel like I've, uh, I'm using all the same mm -hmm. ingredients. I've just perfected the recipe. So it's just, awesome. it's better now. Like uh, I'm finally, you know, this I think is the best album I've done in my life. And uh, to have a movie coming out at the same time, I mean, I'll tell you. It's a good year. This has been a fucking great year. And, <laughs> so far, and, and you know what? Yeah. And if anybody knows my history, mm -hmm. you know, that in itself mm -hmm. should be enough to give anybody hope. Awesome. Because, uh, you know, I should have done been in the ground a long fucking time ago. So the fact that I'm, you know, married to an incredible woman, the fact that I'm, you know, doing movies, putting out music, all this shit, the fact that I'm not dead or locked the fuck up. Is a goddamn miracle, and uh, and thank you for having oh, me man. be a part yeah. of this, man. Oh, man. It's real and, pleasure. And thank you all, guys. Oh, Tom, you, Tom Phillips, Harley, the Cro-Mags in the house, guys. Yeah. Between Wars, coming soon. Check it out.
Yeah, Who's Crying Now by Journey. And a great interview by Harley Flanagan, formerly the Cro-Mags. Wow, an awesome interview, man. He is does not shy away from F-bombs, which is great. I love, <laughs> I love that. Anyone looking forward Definitely to... Definitely hardcore. Anybody, uh, since I have limited time to wrap up everything, anyone looking forward to Loki uh, on... Um, that's on a Disney series, Plus. right? Yes, based on mm. the uh, Maybe. Yeah. No. Tom Hiddleston, uh, of course, will be playing the title role. It's right after he grabs the Tesseract in Avengers Endgame. It takes place right after that. Uh, so yeah, it's a completely with that shit. alternate timeline. They just added a new cast member named Gugu Mabatha Ra, which I don't know if I pronounced that name right, but she, her, her role has been kept under wraps, but she will be joining the cast which will be slated to be released in May 2021. So, uh, of course, Winter Soldier is going to be the Irish first. Are talking about? Yeah, I know, right? Okay. Well, Falcon and Winter Soldier will be the first um, series to be released on Disney Plus, followed by Wanda Vision in December, uh, which is Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. So we're looking forward to that as well. Also, they're going to do the Turner and Hooch. Uh, series on Disney Plus. This is going to be a reboot from the. 1980- well, people are clamoring for that. Yeah, the 1989. Were they? <laughs> well, it was Tom Hanks, so you know yeah. Tom Hanks does great things. So it was Tom Hanks, though. Yeah. It's not now. It's not now. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> Turner who take who's. Who's clamoring for that? Clamoring yes, who is? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? We need, we need to bring Turner Hooch back. But well, we, the, without that damn Tom Hanks, though. The star is now Josh Peck. He will be, um, I guess. Replacing the role uh, originally, Who's he? Um, he um, he's appeared on um, one of those teeny boppers. Yeah, Drake and Josh, <laughs> yeah. um, the coming of age film, locating Silver Lake, yeah. take the ten. So right, well, see how well, that goes. Definitely a better choice than um. <laughs> they're also doing the original. A, they're also doing another Tom re- Hanks reboot at Disney Plus. Chachi, you'll be happy to know the the Mighty Ducks uh, on Disney Plus with. Uh, Lauren Graham set the star uh, to coach the ragtag hockey team. Mm. Um, oh, so this is without Emilio um, Estevez? W- I guess without Emilio. Why, why, I'm why not liking that. Disney yeah. Plus going to the well again, Don't guys. bring back old shit without the old They're people. They're doing it, man. They're doing it. No one wants it. No one's asking for that. Yeah. Nobody is. But one thing we are Literally asking for. Literally no one. No one. Asking no one. For it. No one at all. <laughs> Well, a lot of people loved the Mighty Ducks. Yes, so. that's what we loved, the yeah, Mighty Ducks. The Mighty so Ducks. don't mess not, with that. Not like well, just take it and like. You not, say mess with it, but what about continuing the story? If, if, like Cobra Kai. Is that it what they're honors, doing? Because I don't doing think that, they're, they're doing they're, that. They're, they're not. They're not doing that. They're not doing that. <laughs> 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 right. They're, do, they're doing the complete opposite. They're shitting on the original. Both me and Chashi jumped all <laughs> yeah. over you. Are they doing that? Yeah, they're no, shitting no, on the original. Emilio Estevez is not in it now. But one thing we are looking for is the original Disney Plus series. Another Star Wars series. We all love Mandalorian, but this one is um, the Rogue One, the untitled Rogue One prequel series with Diego Luna, who plays Cassian Andor, who uh, actually is also promoting Narcos Mexico for season two on Netflix as well. But he said he cannot wait to go back to that universe. He had so much fun. He really loves Rogue One. Who didn't love Rogue One? Yeah, that was great. great. One of the the best... uh, of the newer Star Wars, other than Mandalorian. I everybody agree. like Rogue One and everybody like Mandalorian. Right. And uh, I think those kind of stand out, guys. Sure. <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> those out of two. all of them, right? Those yeah. two, yes. Um, 
If you're a fan of well, the, I mean, that's some big shoes to fill, though. Like trying to like compete with um, Mandalorian now. You better put like a, you better put like a yeah. damn like baby Chewbacca in there or something. They gotta do something. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta do something to make people watch, right? Yeah. Uh, Sex Education on Netflix uh, renewed for a third season. I'm sure Koki will be watching that. I never heard the first two. Koki <laughs> would like to be teaching that, not yeah. watching that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He does have a PhD in like a lot of he us. Does. does he really? Yeah, I guess he does. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> I mean, like shit like I that. Did you say that you've never seen him that. use a degree? <laughs> use a degree? You've never u- seen him use that degree. Oh, no, I've the, never seen him use that degree. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> maybe you should. We've heard tell. It's been legends. <laughs> legends maybe, told. Maybe you should, Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Man. <laughs> like, my boyfriend would be about that life. Pete Davidson has his first Netflix yeah, well, one day. special. One day, once we're already <laughs> wiped, oh, once I'm already wiped up. What did you say, that that one um, looker you said? Oh, Pete Davidson? Yeah. Yeah, he he's going to have his first Netflix special. Uh, it drops on February 25th. I bet it's going to be funny. Um, oh. <laughs> actually, you know, the trailer's pretty funny, actually. Is it stand-up? Is that what it is? He's like, he talks, yes, yeah, a stand-up. It's uh-huh. talking about the one gay dude that he wa- wonders if he's really gay because he's like, grabs a tit, slaps a girl's ass, and he goes, hee, hee, hee. But, you know, in fact, you know, he, he doesn't get a free pass, you know. Um, but I can see. It's yeah. pretty, he's got a, a couple moments in that in that uh, trailer. I, I, I guess I'll tune in. Because he, he's becoming really douchey about his shows. He wants people to sign an, uh, an NDA that they won't um, you know, videotape it or talk about a show or even review it. It's crazy. Oh, for the comedy shows? Yeah, for all his stand-up shows, dude. I mean, I can see it's not insane. videotaping it and stuff. Well, videotape it, yes. But then also not to talk about it or disclose it. That's kind of fucked up. I mean, you can't say not don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How's he going to monitor all that? He said you could, you, you could be sued. Like for millions of dollars or something. It's crazy. Or just talking. To, uh, mm. Friends is coming out with a reunion, but not a scripted reunion, Chachi. Oh, God. We really want. I think you sent me this article that they are uh, close to finalizing the reunion on HBO Max. So it was, was it just going to be like them sitting, sitting talking about it? Talking, oh, okay. An hour long special, yeah. Why don't they do a, a They're special? They're going to be paid in the three to four million dollar range for appearing in the special, but yes, you know what would we'll do? What, each? Dude, the money is there. A Friends movie. So you, Friends movie, you would be all about. It's a continuation, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't want to see a Friends like. Oh my God, with Friends a new cast. with a brand new cast. No. Oh, be, <laughs> I know you would hate that. Like that horrible sounding um, "Stay by the Bell" um, new cast. Yeah, I know you wouldn't like that. Oh yeah, you have a gripe about that one, don't you? Oh, the whole thing sounds horrible. So, what do you think about this, guys? I'm curious of what you think. Has anyone here watched Saved by the Bell? I did. I just started watching the Hollywood years recently. So, Chachi and I bring us, he brings up a very valid point. They're making one of the lead girls who was the Tiffany Thiessen of... The cheerleader. The cheerleader popular is going to be a transgendered actress. What? Not a cis woman, and she's not playing a transgender character. She's a transgendered actor, actress in real life playing a cis woman. But is it but that the same most popular, character? What? Not the, no. no, not not Tiffany's character, but but the same the type same. of character, like the popular then that's hot fine. girl. Then that's fine. Well, then that's fine. No, if, she's, if she's the popular hot girl, like if she's the popular like 
it girl that I could yeah, see that being yeah, a thing in it. In yeah. It. But as a trans but, woman, yes, I could see yes. that being a and thing. All the boys yeah. are going after her. Absolutely. Not, maybe not but all the boys. She's playing a real yeah, biological. She could probably be a bitch though. Right. Yeah, and she can and she can and she can mm-hmm. woo them and make them and make mm-hmm. them think and and provoke conversation. Woo who? With, with, I mean, yeah, I could see any... Jeffree Star playing a, a part like that. Like, I'm motherfucking Kelly, so... But they're playing a, an actual woman that's most popular. I don't think they're playing... Yeah. See, I think that's where maybe some people might have a problem because it's it's a little bit of a touchy subject, so I'll move on. <laughs> I know Sabrina will be watching anything with Kieran and Shipka in it because I know you love chilling Adventures of Sabrina... Right, Sabrina? Yeah. You love Chilling Adventures I do love... Uh, the last season was a little... I, I, I'm i hoping they redeem themselves this yeah. season. But she's going to be teaming up with Diane Kruger for a new series on Queeby called Swinging with Sharks. So how she's going to be able to do both that and Sabrina, I guess because Queeby is a short-form series. I think the episodes are going to be like super short. So I think that's how it's going to happen. Miss Siren, are you looking forward to The Walking Dead resuming season 10? What do you think, Al I bet you Soda. are. You want to know what's going on with Alpha and the big horde of walkers? Well, we just got a featurette. Yeah. Just dropped on uh, AMC's YouTube page. You should check it out. Oh, I will. And um, you see a little bit more of the 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 tensions between um, your boy Negan and the Whisperers. <gasps> Say, it, say Alpha, his name again. Say his Alpha name actually again. puts a knife. Negan. Don't have him uh, say that. He's going to screw it up. In the featurette. <laughs> he's going to play. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't let him say it. In the featurette. <laughs> <laughs> Siren, in the featurette, Alpha holds a knife to Negan's balls. In the featurette. What? Yeah. I will fuck Alpha. Alpha, yeah. I will fuck Alpha. Up. <laughs> she's my balls. Don't do it. We're also approaching the end of Denai Guerrero's run as Michonne. As you know, there was a, in the featurette, we saw. That sucks. We saw Judith crying and what appears to be Michonne's shoulder um, in a, in a, just a still photo. Um, as you know, they are writing her off from the main show um, because she's going to be appearing in the Rick Grimes movies. Uh, I don't know if you know that. So I think we'll be ha- we will have a happy ending eventually. That's going to hurt the ratings even more. It's well, hurt the ratings. I mean, I think I think it's time for Judas to like grow. She needs to step the fuck up now. <laughs> because I mean, no, no, yeah. for real. Carl did it. Yeah. Right. Carl, you know, I, she Judith has is a one. She comes a from good now. stock. Yeah. Right. She comes from awesome stock. She comes from a stock of leaders. She comes from uh, Shane. Rick, yeah. Shane is a biological dad, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. That? Like, like, she has a yeah, little right, crazy yeah. in her. Right. I mean... And her adopted parents, I guess, are Michonne and Rick. Yeah, and, and I mean, really, I, I really think that mm. Judith and also, uh, what's his name's wife? Oh, um... Yeah. Maggie? Yes, Lauren Maggie. Collins. As you know, Maggie will be returning. Yes. and I think she's going to appear in the very last episode, and she'll be a series regular for season 11. Mm-hmm. Good. Maggie when we get into the and, whole um, Commonwealth storyline. That's the next yeah. big storyline coming up. I so. mean, it's, it's not too much they can do. Mm-hmm. It's not too much more they can do with it unless they, you know. Well, they're coming to the control, end of the Control. Unless, yeah. unless they begin to control the virus. Yeah. And, and like, start to, like, like make mm-hmm. humans 
the the bigger species again. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Robert Kirkman revealed how the virus was caused uh, recently? Well, I thought that was the the, no. the water. He said that it's due to a space spore. That's well, what I Robert Kirkman he, said. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of <laughs> thought that a because space spore. No, I, I I mean I could see that. <laughs> it, it corroborates with previous statements he has given, but it's a sci-fi thing that makes it a little weird i guess something it's not weird coming at from all. outer space i could totally believe it yeah so what do you came think from space outer spore? space he's just he's just joking though i mean he yeah. wasn't you think he was joking yeah it wasn't like a serious thing. i don't know dude i don't, I don't know. know if i'm being uh more reboots include abc's 30 something else so this is interesting because the original cast of 30 something like timothy busfield will will be playing a dad now he's in his 60s and now he'll have kids in their 30s and now it'll be a new 30-something called 30-something else. So, going to the well again. Ken Owen. Remember Ken Owen? I mean, I, I'm shocked anybody remembers 30-something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's shocking. I mean, yeah. but, you know, like, like it's kind of like the 920 when they rebooted that. The, right. The, you know, the the real series. Yep. Um, so, it's kind of like a continuation, I guess, because he's playing, like, the same guy. Mm-hmm. So, I don't have a problem with that. And plus, your name is something different, so, like, I don't have a problem with it. And it's a continuation. It's not a reboot. Yeah, right. So there you go. In music news, Janet Jackson will kick off her 2020 Black Diamond World Tour this summer. Um, also, Rage Against the Machine. She's still hot. Uh, Janet, Janet Jackson. Janet yeah. could still get it, guys. <laughs> I mean, she she fluctuates a little bit yeah. in the weight, but like yeah. if you catch her, if you catch her in a good day, <laughs> it's a right? it's a really good day. Yep. Rage yeah. Against the Machine have mapped the 2020 World Tour, who will also be a part of Firefly, which. I yeah. think we have to go, Chachi. Billy Eilish that, will be there. Billy Eilish, Halsey, Churches. Man, that lineup is awesome. Um, Rage Against the Machine, Maggie Rogers, Blink-182, Khalid. Um, there's also a really good new wave festival with Bauhaus, Blondie, Devo, Echo and the Bunnymen, Psychedelic Furs, Violent Femmes, and headlined by Morrissey in California. It's called um, Cruel Worlds. Oh. Cool world. It's an interesting. Uh, um, no Smiths, huh? Yeah, right. That is an interesting one. Um, well, yeah, the the the, the Smiths reunion would. I mean, that that wouldn't have to be a festival. No, no, right? oh, no, that'd be all that by itself. That would be like a tour on its own. Um, a couple sad passings that threw out really quick. Raphael Coleman, who starred along Emma Thompson and Colin Firth, and Nancy McPhee died after collapsing on a run at only 25 years old. Damn. Ron McLarty, the character actor known for uh, Spencer for Hire, Cop Rock, and Law and Order, had died at the age of 72. Actor Robert Conrad uh, from uh, Hawaiian Eye, The Wild Wild West, um, had died um, in Malibu at the age of 84. As well as Orson Bean, who we mentioned earlier, who was omitted from the Oscars. Character actor known for his work in being John Malkovich had died at the age of 91. As well as Paula Kelly, but that never really admitted from the Oscars that he just just died, I and mean, we might not gave him time to even yeah, put him in there. That's a good point. Although, at 103, um, Kirk Douglas was, um, who died last week, was included into that as well. Well, that was probably put in there ahead of time, though. Maybe, maybe they, they, probably, they probably made it up like eight months ago. They're like, oh, he'll probably oh. die by then. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's kind of macabre yeah. way of thinking. But, but uh, yeah, it's amazing. 103. I mean, is he is he yeah. the is he the longest living like. Big He's name the actor man ever. Hollywood. Like, yeah, I, I I have to look. I know I know Betty White's ninety eight. But even she, even George um, Burns, I think George Burns made it to a hundred. I think Kurt Douglas might be the oldest living 
Well, not anymore living, but well, at the at the time, at the, time, the right. oldest living. I mean, oldest living in his life. Big name actor. Yep. Paula Kelly also passed away. I mean, nominated actress known for Night Court. I don't know if you guys remember her. Died February eighth. Hey, who was she in Night Court? Um, she was, was she like uh, the, the um, public defender, Liz Williams. Oh, she died. I didn't hear she died. Yeah, she died um, in February eighth. Oh, I didn't hear that. Wow. Yeah, do you remember her character? What I think she was kind of like the hot one, right? Liz Williams, the public defender. Yeah. Was she the hot one? I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, but it's certainly sad. Like the blonde. Yeah. Not that's Marky Post. What? That Marky Post. Yeah. Oh, well, who is she? Was she like the bailiff? The um. I don't. I, I didn't get it. Okay. Yeah, I gotta look I into find that out. one. Okay. Yeah, we gotta find out who that is. Sad news about Kellen Lutz and Brittany Lutz. The couple actually lost their baby girl. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's always sad when that happens. That's it sad. is. But a big, huge um, baby news. I know, your girl. I know you're not a fan, Sabrina, but this is a this is a pretty big Hollywood couple. It's Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. Um, they're expecting. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I'm so cute, jealous. Cute. Do you have an opinion on that, uh, Sabrina? Yeah, they popping them out. <laughs> Sansa Stark, you know, finally having kids. I wish I was in her womb instead. <laughs> and this is interestingly enough, both Bella <laughs> twins have announced their pregnancy one week apart. Oh, really? Yeah, Nikki Bella is pregnant with the guy from Dancing with Starves, Artem, and Brie Bella is pregnant with Daniel Bryan with their yeah. uh, Brett Daniel Bryan's uh, uh, with their second kid. So I'm surprised he couldn't get a girl pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it looks like we have to end with birthdays. Yes. I guess everyone's ready for the birthdays. Yes. yes all right. Michael Ironside, remember him from V and um, from the Die Hard movies and then a bunch of other stuff. He's 70 today. Um, Joanna Kearns from Growing Pains is 67. Who's that? Um, Joanna mom? Kearns was the mom in Growing the mom, Pains. Okay. Yeah. Um, talk show host and in the upcoming Coming to America, Arsenio Hall. Yes. 64. Is 64? Yeah, wow. right. John Michael Higgins um, from Raising the Bar is 57. Christina Lee's. Um, who we had on the show from 90210 Beverly Hills is 55. Um, Emily Valentine, yeah. <laughs> Josh Brolin, yes, Thanos himself, and Brand from Goonies. Well, wow, two range of roles there. Uh, is 52 today. 52. China That's Phillips. Good for 52. Yeah, China Phillips and Wilson Phillips is 52. China, she was the hot one, right? Yeah. Yeah, she the short was hair. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Tara Strong, who actually interviewed at Baltimore Comic Con, one of the the uh, most well-known voice actresses, is 47. Actor Jesse Spencer of House is 41. Gucci Mane is 40. Sarah Lancaster of Chuck is 40. Christina Ricci, happy 4-0. Wow, look at her. Yeah, I know, what? right? Christina Ricci's 40 now. Are can you, you believe? Can you believe she it? She's always so young. Christina I know Ricci. She is 40. From Adam's family. From Adam's family. 40. Big years forehead, old. Christina. She, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, snap. That's no. boo. That's boo. She has a nice rack. Yeah, yeah she, she does. does. She, she does, has yeah. a nice rack. Oh she always God, did. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Anna Hopkins is 33. <laughs> of Shadowhunters. Jennifer Stone is 27. That's birthdays today. Um, I got through everything. I, I, the, the wrestling news will have to wait till next week, guys. It always does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can't do it unless Sabrina's going to stay for wrestling. Ah! I'm definitely <laughs> I'm not teasing, staying for I'm wrestling. Teasing. So uh, we decided that Sabrina would choose the closing cool cuts for her belated wow. birthday. 
So you got an introduction for the song? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. this song quite accurately describes myself. <laughs> Ironically enough, it is the only song that has my name in it. And so I bring really? to you <laughs> Petey Pablo. Freakily. Oh! <laughs> I love how it has Sabrina in there. Freakily. Right? <laughs> Roll your tongue. And, and right after that, guys, <laughs> my interview with Tessa Thompson at the amazing movie that blew your mind panel, along with David Lowry and Tom McCarthy, directors extraordinaire. It's a big interview. Uh, conducted by Lauren and Trey Cheney of HBO's The Wire. Shout out to Poots from HBO's The Wire. And Lauren, guys, big Big interviews to close out the show, guys. We will see you next week. Until then, peace. 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 Happy birthday, Sabrina. Goodbye. Happy birthday. Chocolate cover, Rocky Heart. <laughs> Let's take some calls from the request line. Calling number one. Hey, man, what's up? This is Dominique from Shade No Trailer Park. What's up, Dominique? I'm with that song from the yeah. show, P. Pablo. All right, I got that coming right up for you. Now, shout out to the radio station that gave you what you wanted. W Boom Boom B, baby. What you doing, Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. So I'm here with the amazing Tom McCarthy right here at Sundance Film Festival. And we you're on a panel. Today, we are a right? panel. Talking I'm paneling about, tonight. Talking about the, the films or TV shows, movies that blew your mind. Like, yeah. Can you name one for us? Should I or, name, or name a couple. Should I name the one that I'm talking about tonight? Yeah, which, which one are you talking about tonight? That, isn't that going to give it away? Isn't that, no one will come. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm actually talking about a movie from 1984, Repo Man, that Alex yes. Cox directed, because uh, I saw it as a high school's kid, and I didn't, I'd never seen a movie like that before. Wow. I didn't know. For me, it was probably the first independent movie that really stuck with me and had some great actors, and uh, just kind of that, that sort of made me rethink movies a little bit. Yeah, and um, Tom, we got a lot in common. I played Poot on The Wire. Uh, no. Uh, and no. you played Scott uh, Templeton no. on The uh, Wire. I know. I so know. that experience of us sitting here right now. It's pretty wild, right? What was that like, man, for you? I know what it was like for me, but what was it like for you being on The Wire? Well, you know, I joined it fifth season when I was already a fan of the show. So <laughs> yeah. I was sort of geeking out, walking around, like being yeah. overly friendly to everybody. But then <laughs> after the, after my season aired, I realized I might be the most disliked character ever on the <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. 
yeah. and that is constantly re. I'm like, you know, right? I lied a little bit. I, some, <laughs> some, I'm a bad reporter. Yeah. Uh, but man, I, I literally I was talking to David Simon not long ago, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I think I really might be the most despised character on your show. Like, exactly. That's, so that's a special mantle, I guess. Man, we thank you. We appreciate you so much. Oh, that's really nice to hear. It's great to be here at Sundance with Thanks, you. Thanks, ma'am. Let's get it great to be here. You. I'm Warren nice from Click you, On This. Uh, how do I say? Is it Lo- Lo- Lowry? Lowry. Yes. David Lowry. Like the season salt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, what's your favorite movie? Of all time? Of all time. That's not a fair question whatsoever. <laughs> it's my, my love for film is too all-inclusive to pick one. Just, I just watched uh, Barry Lyndon on the big screen the other day, which is one of my maybe ten favorites of all time. Um, you know, Star Wars has been in theaters lately, so <laughs> got to go back to Star Wars. Although not the new one, but the old ones. Yes, of course. Um, no shade on the new ones, but <laughs> the old ones are where it's at for me. Um, and... Pulp Fiction, of course, is an all-time classic. Yeah. It really was a big deal to me when I was 12. And uh, There'll Be Blood, always Mm -hmm. on my top 10 list. Um, Gosh, I can keep going. Okay. All right. Um, I have to ask you, because I love Old Man with a Gun. Oh, thank you. And I just wanted to know, what was that like, filming with Robert Redford? Like, how how was that? Once he ceased (laughs) to be Robert Redford and just became Bob, it was amazing. Oh, (laughs) wow. You need to get past that point, which happened very quickly. Uh He's very good at getting you past that point. But for the first, you know, at first it was all, Mr. Redford. Uh, would you mind coming over and being in your close-up here? And he's like, just call me Bob. And then from that point forward, it was great. Oh, great. So is he method? Not at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. He is the most chilled out, laid back uh, dude you could ever hope to make a movie with. Oh, that's amazing. So any uh, tips for uh, filmmakers out there? Because I know you've been making movies since you're like 19 or probably before that. Six or seven. <laughs> and I really, the best advice is to get started when you're six or seven. <laughs> but uh, beyond that, uh, just don't quit. That's the biggest thing. Uh-huh. Just, you just got to keep doing it. Perseverance, I think, is the key to everything. And if you just stick to that, I think things work out. Oh, great, great. And where can we find you on social media? I have no social media. No social media. Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, I used to have lots of it, and I just decided I'm going to try taking a break. And so I now have none. Great, great. So now I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> what anything? What's coming next? I have a movie called Green Knight that's coming out this summer from A24, and I'm getting ready to uh, ready to make something else right now, which will hopefully be come public soon. Awesome. Very cool. Well, so great to meet you and excited for excited for your movie this summer. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Guys, we're here with actress extraordinaire Tessa Thompson. Extraordinary. Yes, you are. We're here at Sundance 2020. You got Sylvie's Love, a film that you're in. Let's tell us a little bit about the film if you could. Um, The film is set in 1957 and 1962, 63, respectively, and it follows this, these young people that fall in love and their love, sort of their ambitions, sort of um, separate them in some ways. They become estranged and then they rekindle their, their flame again. And I think the film is sort Sort of about what you give up uh, for love, um, what you gain because of it, and it's sort of a classic throwback, you know, old school film <laughs> set with jazz and all that, yeah. all that good stuff. And some romance as well, yeah. Yeah, some making out in cars. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> that's like, there's plenty of other. So tell things. us a little bit about more about your character, if you could. I play Sylvie. She's uh, she's an aspiring. Um, she wants to work in television uh, as a producer at a time when there were not a lot of women of color that did that. She works in her father's record shop and she falls in love with uh, Namdi Asimwa's character, Robert, and he sort of uh, upends her journey and also helps her sort of realize that she can sort of um, 
accomplish her dreams just because he sees them and he acknowledges them. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a character that I love to play. Awesome. So this panel's all about the movie that blew your mind. So can we can we get an advanced sneak peek of what movie just I guess blew your mind? Maybe one. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! So so many films have blown my mind. I saw a film just now. I I, I feel a little speechless because I just saw Minari, which is a gorgeous film here in competition. Okay. That film blew my mind about um, a Korean family that move in the 70s from California from Korea but eventually to California and then to Arkansas to um, farm Korean produce and it's a gorgeous film that made me laugh and made me cry mm -hmm. um, so that blew my mind but today I'll be talking about Charles Burnett's Killer Sheep which is a film that really blew my mind but there's so many uh, like god I don't know um, Cleo from 5 to 7 and okay. Boys Don't Cry and yes. Beloved and it. Amelie there, and the list goes on I love it was there a particular movie that made you you say, I want to be an actor? Uh, no. Okay. I don't know that there was a specific one, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think I think I'm constantly finding films that strengthen um, my belief in the fact that I think movies, if they have any service besides entertaining us, is to make us more compassionate, more curious about people that are different than ourselves. So I feel like I'm constantly finding films that, that make me want to do that more and more. And last question, as I am a huge Marvel fan. Thank you. What's the future of Valkyrie? And uh, can you tell us anything about the Thor Love and Thunder? No, I feel like if I did, Marvel would like bust through the, the door. And Kevin I would, Feige would come I out, I would yeah. just like disintegrate. I, I'd get the snap. Thanos himself would walk in and, and capture me. I can't say much, except that we mm -hmm. are shooting Love and Thunder yes. uh, later this year yes. in the summer. Yes. You'll see Valkyrie. Mm -hmm. You'll see some folks you haven't seen in a while. You'll see some new folks. Valkyrie's um, possible love interest? You know? You never know. You know? <laughs> well, awesome, guys. The amazing, the super talented, the beautiful. Tessa Thompson Thank here. So with Thanks for talking to us. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.